Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 69. It's your host, Sigma. Before we get into who's joining me today, real quick, we'll go over what our topics are going to be for the week. Uh, first up, we've got some rumors, hard rumors, it seems, of three new animated Avatar The Last Airbender universe movies. Uh, not, you know, the blue Avatar. We don't we don't deal with those Avatar around these streets, all right? Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, we're going to get into some talk about Diablo Immortal, the new mobile game that dropped not too long ago, which has pulled in uh, $24 million in its first two weeks. We'll talk about like what maybe that means as a reflection of the industry as it stands today. And finally, uh, last week was the bulk of Summer Game Fest. Uh, it kind of ended with the Xbox slash Bethesda Showcase, which happened the day we would normally record this show. So we skipped this show. Now we'll actually take the time to kind of go back through some of the news that came out of that and how we feel about it. And here to talk with me about those things today, Blue Bones. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Blue Bones, B-L-U-B-0-N-E-S. Superman, Jeff. Hey, what's going on? You get And Yokina Cat. Oh, no. Hey, y'all. Oh, <laughs> it took a while, but there she got there. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, shout out to Superman Jeff. Today's his actual birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Superman Jeff. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Thank you. And, and speaking of uh, you know days that, of recognition, today also happens to be Father's Day. Yep. Uh, mm. So shout out to all the fathers out there. Right. Happy Father's Day. Um, and in addition to Father's Day, today is also <laughs> Juneteenth. So shout out to all black Americans and black people all over the world, just in general, because we, we, all, we all know how it be. <laughs> Yes, yes, rock the yeah, There's definitely a today. <laughs> right, yeah, so a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, but and it's episode we're, we're just going to... St- like, yeah, that's also... That's, other, that's another thing to kind of <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> it's so weird that all these monumental occasions coalesced on a singular day. It's, it's almost like a singularity. What is it? That, 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 Agatha, that Agatha gift? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so let's jump right into things. We'll start off with how we usually do, you know, with what we've been playing. We'll catch you guys up on kind of the crew and what's going on in the world of games from a, v- a more personal level. Uh, we won't try to take too long because we do have three topics today. But um, anybody feel like they want to go first? Go ahead. I'll go first. I get relatively easy. Or you can go. Uh, all right. Um, not much. Been playing some Destiny, obviously. Play a little bit of Destiny. <laughs> Did some Trials of Osiris this week. Um, got my seven wins. Um, so right now I'm just kind of collecting different weapons, uh, catching up on my light, um, trying to do some of the newer stuff I haven't got to do yet. Um, like the uh, the new dungeon, I've done it, but didn't finish it. So I'm trying to get and do some of that. Um, so that's pretty cool. So same old, same with Destiny. Um, we actually played some Four Honor last night. I saw Blues out there last night. Yeah, and I forgot how fun that game was. Yeah, that game. Yeah, I love For Honor. It's not. I wish I could when you get more to it. Competitive meta side. That's yes. where it falls off <laughs> because it's really broken at the top. But amongst your friends, it's it's right. Because I think we not we even especially not running. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I can stand them running cats. <laughs> <laughs> not running. Because we had a tournament for this. Remember, we had a tournament yeah, for this. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and it was fun until, like you said, until you got to those higher. Gilbreck, and then it was just like everything was parried, everything was countered, and it was just like okay, well, was, yep, this is why like I'm character builds were just they were open, right? Out of the pot, out of yeah, out of ridiculous, yeah. It was not so it was like, I think 
I was wondering, like, because that's so I was like, well, why don't we stop playing this? This is actually fun. Like the different, the different warriors, different kits. Like it's it's pretty cool, right? But then I'm like, blues right. Like once you kind of start to hit up there, it's just like, mm, there's no point in me just going yeah, to gets, get my behind beat. Yeah, it's 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 almost like the skill gap is, is super vast, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's like there's not like a middle ground that kind of eases you into those higher tiers. It's like okay, you're having fun, and all of a sudden you cannot do anything. But if it was like a just a skill gap, it would, the the answer is like get good, right? It's not uh-huh. that. It's a balance of characters. Like at the top, there's only a certain certain characters that are up there because the other ones do not match up. They don't have enough options. They don't have enough entries. The game mm-hmm. is unbalanced at the top. That's the biggest problem. Gotcha. Sad. A game like that, you have to have constant rebalancing, especially for and we see that a lot of games. People they'll see like where this character is getting played ninety percent of the time. There's something we need to do to add some more variety yeah. where yeah. everyone's playing this character because in order to be competitive, you have to play this character. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Um, but I remember us playing it, and it was pretty fun. Real quick, just to touch on what you said about like you know character utilization. Um, and I know we're going to talk about it later, but that's one of the things I love about Overwatch. Every time they do an update, they always talk about this character was being used, this character wasn't being used, so... We, we found out why and we balanced it all out. That happens right, constantly. and that's what yeah, and it's that, on games like Brawn. Exactly, because it makes you try different heroes that you might not otherwise have tried because they weren't gonna give you an instant win. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. playing these characters aren't meta, and the same thing like Destiny does that. Like there's weapons where they notice a subclass or particular weapons aren't being used. Or these weapons right. are being more used in another. Then the next season, you'll see the meta shift. Another class will get a buff. This weapon class will get a buff to kind of help to navigate some of that, you know, that unfair. Well, no, <laughs> I guess the raw uses people. The community, the community will find something that's broken about it, and then everyone will do that, and there won't be any more variety. Yeah, that's pretty much how a meta works in pretty much all games. Like, right, everyone gravitates to what's the easiest yeah. thing to get them those wins. Yeah, when there's only a couple options, that's when it gets annoying. Understood. Um, and then watching, um, obviously Obi Wan Kenobi won't go into that, but that's been really good. Um, love the payoffs there. One episode left. I feel like there's so much more to just to go over. That I don't know if this. How many one episode episodes is that series again? Six. Six, yeah. okay. I feel like there's so much to, that I want answers to that I don't know if I'm going to get those in, in a, one episode that's an hour long. Um, and I don't see them doing a season two. I, do, I just don't. Um, because now we become from him being a hermit and kind of secluded to now he's but, out there doing active stuff. A one-off. But didn't they announce a season two? I don't think so. Not that I know. I didn't hear a season two. Yeah, I didn't hear a season two yet. Quick Google check, but I don't think. Yeah, yeah like because like because of the because didn't it like launch as like oh it's like the most successful Star Wars series thing on the streaming platform. So like after that news hit, that it was like oh we're gonna greenlight a season two. And originally there was mixed reviews about it, so it wasn't yeah. like celebrated right out the out the bat because so, yeah. of what it's yeah. But yeah. as it's going on. And even the the actress, I can't think of her name, a blue might know of it, who plays uh, Reva, she got a lot of black backlash online because oh. of something that they thought 
something she did that they thought went against something that was canon and they kind of just started attacking her racially um, online or whatnot. So you saw Ian McGregor kind of come to her defense and hating Christensen and everybody kind of saying, you know, you're not Star Wars fans if this is what you're out here doing. Uh-huh. So That's, it wasn't about anything she did. Right. We know it was just because she was, it was alive. They, they, on they're giving an excuse to basically just do what they were going right. to do anyway. That's right. <clears throat> um, which is uh, but yeah, uh, John Lee Wombly in chat says that they're in talks, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sir George Lucas also says not announced yet. And Sir George Lucas would know. Yeah, he, he sure George would Lucas. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like if this season was a little bit longer, they wouldn't have needed a second season. I don't. So not everything needs a second season. And uh, as I agree, he's saying yeah. that you know because I love. <laughs> more seasons of something that I love, but also I think it starts to dilute that time period. That time period is so, so, so fine. There's not so much you can do in there without already pretty much rewriting something that's already been established as mm-hmm. canon. So I don't know if it needs a season two. If it does, then I'm wondering what they're going to do. But I do really enjoy the series, how it's unfolding, how it touches on the aftermath of order 66 and someone who feels directly responsible for it right um it's like you got betrayed and in a lot of ways kind of is it is i i (laughs) but i feel like it was the the council as a whole they they don't instead of teaching how to i I feel like qui-gon was more uh if he was alive, I don't feel like it would have happened. He was more mm-hmm. unorthodox. He was, like, progressive. Right. Yeah. Where he like, he was a little, yeah. You need to accept your feelings and kind of master your fear as opposed to, yes, fear and anger are the way to the dark side. But if you experience emotion. So repress that it. Right. That you're not used to experiencing. Obviously, it's going to overwhelm you. Um, but I feel like Qui-Gon could have helped navigate him a little bit better him and uh what's his name uh blue you know his name uh the hippie looking jedi a lot about this and i'm trying what's his name the hippie looking jedi dude what's his name the hippie looking looking jedi Jedi with the the, the 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 stripe under his eye yeah um, yes shoot i can't remember his name but yeah he's but yeah he he was another one who was a jedi but didn't follow the jedi code definitely like a feral jedi yeah so it was kind of like untapped, um, and we see that like with great Jedi, where they don't necessarily follow the strict Jedi code. And I won't go deep in this, but anyway, it's a good series. I enjoyed it. I'm hoping there's a lot of stuff that gets answered. But with one episode, like I said, I, I'm a little curious on how that's going to get done. Um, and then aside from that, Miss Marvel has been pretty good. Um, I went in with no expectations. I feel like it's slowly rising to be one of my favorites so far. Um, I love the coming to age story. I love how it dwells into the Muslim culture, right? Something Rami did. Remember Rami? Rami and who? Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, something that Rami did very well as well. This does it, but like, oh my God. It's like in like a, a Saturday morning, like sitcom type situation. Like, cause in every essence, uh, Kamala Khan is a fangirl, and this does a great job of expressing that. You know, that's like you. You know, never mind. Uh, that's like someone who, uh, you know, it's like a hero worker. <laughs> like you lived in that time. Like yeah, you know, Thor this, Captain America this, and all of a sudden, you find out that now you have powers. Now you're like, 
it's dealing with what you believed it was versus coming to reality as well. Like, isn't that similar to the whole uh, Hawkeye show with Kate Bishop? Because she was also kind of like a big fan and and a a wannabe hero. And then it was like, oh, well, this is what it means to be a hero. Right. This isn't a small. And then they are in the. Kate's was to a smaller extent, I feel like. I feel like this definitely brings that to the forefront. Um, But also, I love the art style where the drawings are like popping out and things she's thinking are being shown in like, you know, handwritten drawings and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, But that's, that's all I've been watching and playing. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to go next? I mean, I can if you guys need time. Um, yeah, I got you. So I've been, you know, just like Jeff, I've been watching Kenobi. Um, I've seen, I've seen a lot of controversial reviews on it, and um, I think it's just a lot of people whining. Um, uh, what else is new? Yeah, right. What else? Is new? <laughs> Star Wars. Hey, welcome back. Um, so you know they're doing something right if uh, they're whining. <laughs> no, the latest episode I thought was dope, and we have Jeff and you and I have a lot to talk about uh, the series. We, we typically talk about every series that comes up. We've just been so busy. Um, just real quick, I wanted to tap on the whole season two um, uh, thoughts on this. I don't think mm-hmm. this needs a season two. I think um, Boba Fett is another one that does not need a season two. If they pull everything into the Mandalorian and just keep going with that, I'm actually pretty happy. Only because the Mandalorian is such a strong starting point for this uh, for this TV line. Now, I don't know exactly how that's all going to match up. Um, you know, I haven't you know done the work myself, but I know that that's probably their strongest series um, for long term, and um, they they pretty much threw Boba on the back of that, and uh, it no one's too mad at. I think because Mando's so strong, Boba was able to survive without the maximum amount of scrutiny. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, I've also been watching, I just started watching, was it the Miss, it's anime Misfit of Demon Lord Academy. Yes. Oh that? my God. Like, I feel like you read my mind sometimes because I just, <laughs> I just watched like the first eight episodes like yesterday. Or, yeah, I just watched the first four this morning because um, my, my wife had put me onto it. She started watching last night. Yo, that anime is funny. Um, and it's it looks so corny. I, w- my first initial thoughts, and I even talked to her about it. I was like, "Look, just from the cover, I think in my book this is gonna be like a, a tier C anime with a uh-huh. potential, but it's probably gonna drop to D. I'm pretty sure, you know." Um, I was pleasantly surprised when it started off B, and it's, it's trying to it's trying to go up. The, the last story that I just uh, watched was, threw me through a loop because I hated one character, and then I realized what they were doing in the next episode. And I was like, okay, that, that was really clever. And you definitely had me fooled. And um, I, I see how this is pushing, but uh, okay. So yeah, that's definitely a really fun one. Spy family. I will never not recommend spy family. Um, yeah. I've only heard good things about it. Last week's episode was great. The week before it, Bazooka Bill, if you know what I'm talking about, Bazooka Bill cracks me up. I've rewatched that episode so many damn times. Um, just, just, a big ass kid. That's that's really uh right. <laughs> the joke on that one. Um and I've also been watching Legendary on HBO Max. Um I don't know if you guys know about that show. It's Mm-mm. a um like ballroom competition reality show. Um so if you ballroom. Yeah, so if you watched uh shows like Pose where they do voguing and they Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, um it's a competition like that. Megan the Stallion is one of the um uh judges. You have um uh, Jamila 
Jamila Jamila Jamila Jamila Oh from uh The Good Place? Yes, yes. She's the executive producer on that. Um, and you have a couple other icons in the ballroom world and they have all these houses that come and they're competing for it's like a hundred thousand dollars, but the amount of choreography and on the spot um, creativity that goes into it and just the way that the whole show is shot, I think it's gorgeous and it's such a great time with a lot of uh, a lot of energy, a lot of good vibes too, and a lot of good lessons. Um, yeah, on the playing side, Destiny Two, I did jump back into that. I finally bought um, Witch Queen, and I'm um, slowly slowly getting the light up, doing uh, one little mission at a time. Uh, and then, oh, on Game Pass, I played Space Lines from the Far Out. Have you guys seen that one? Uh-huh. Space Lines from the Far Out. When I first started playing this game and understood what it was, basically the whole concept is it's not that you run an airline, you run a space line. Um, and it's a commercial space line where you have to go from one side of the galaxy to the next. Um, you have to manage your fuel, you have to navigate around... Um, asteroids comets meteor showers um and it's it's in the vein of it's in the vein of overcooked but it's not as okay. difficult where you're going to sabotage your teammates as often uh, just by it's team. a multiplayer thing yeah you can play up to four people on this um hmm. and you customize like the colors of your airlines and the logos and and uh, actually the name of it it kind of like randomizes you can go through it and it's really cool. You customize your ship. You have to insure it just in case it blows up, um, unless you want <laughs> a different model. It's cool. It's like a roguelike kind of deal. My only, only, only problem, because I, I even talked about it in the Discord. I don't know if you, saw, you guys saw it. I talked about it in the Discord once. I said, yo, this game is really fun. Right after I got into it, I, I promise you, two days later, I beat the whole game. Mad as hell. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a very very small is it like replayable at all like once you beat it once because it's so hard to beat the first time and i'm not gonna say it's like that difficult but like once you get the flow of it and you're like okay i know what to do i beat this first big boss credits and you're just like huh oh wow mm. i wanted so much more like the, the uh my friend that i was playing with i was talking to him i was like look I want this and that when we get to the next level and we're going to make sure we do this and that and that. Like we're planning for the next level beyond this. Had no idea this is the end of the game. Completely disappointed. But the initial gameplay is so dang fun. I, I really wish that game was longer. So I'm going to be looking out for more games from, from those, uh, along those lines, but it was way too short. So that, mm. that disappointed me. Dang. Yeah. Last but not least, I'm playing okay. a game on my phone called Overcrowded. It's a, um, it's like a uh, amusement park management game, like Tycoon kind of deal. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Yeah, you got to watch a lot of ads and stuff like that if you're trying to get the thing. <laughs> but <laughs> overall, overall, it's, uh, um, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty detailed. You actually like customize the layout of this um, pretty well, and you have to control the flow of your customers coming in um, to lead them to either food stands or different attractions and you have to close down attractions to make them bigger and different things like that so um it's been a lot of fun uh so far and i think it was just noteworthy i'm trying to and i've said this before i'm trying to recognize more of the mobile games that i played because i do spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on them and people do put a lot of work into them. so um yeah oh and diablo immortal i just started it uh and i'm impressed we're gonna talk about it later so yeah that that's one of our full-on topics yeah. so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. <clears throat> uh, but if that does it for you, 
uh, I can go next, or Yokina Cat, you got uh, some stuff you want to share with the class? The class. Oh, I think you're muted right now, Cat. Okay. Can you all hear me? <laughs> we can hear okay. you now. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, hi, everyone. I so as far as watching, uh, kind of like what I talked about last time, a segment on your last show. I'm not really much of a like a TV watcher, but I do have specific mm-hmm. things that I do like to watch. Um, I watched the first episode of Stranger Things, and mm. I'm probably gonna catch some flat for this, but I'm not really into it. Um, that's just my oh, own. Oh no personal like the, like, like season I'm one not, episode one you're saying you watched yeah season one episode okay. one. so i'm like i it's the very first time i've ever seen it so i was just kind of i was like let me give it a try i wasn't really i'm gonna give it like a few more episodes but okay. to be honest i really wasn't into it and then another show that i just started was the boys on amazon prime um mm-hmm. i i <laughs> not, not, not really it. <laughs> not feeling it no um <laughs> i'm trying to give all these other shows a chance but Okay. I guess maybe it's just not my taste. Um, I'll probably try to give that one a few more episodes as well. Um, you know, like for a lot of shows, you really can't base it off like the very first episode. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and, you know, give it a few more episodes. Um, as far as manga, um, I'm going to, I want to read Spy Family before I watch the anime because I've heard a lot of really good things about the anime. So, um, I love to read the mangas. So, um, I bought the first one, so I'm going to read it. And then also I'm rereading through uh, Attack on Titan. Um, I'm, a re- I'm a rereader. Uh, <laughs> no, that's so, fair. Um, yeah, I'm going to read. A lot uh, of time has passed. Yeah. So I'm re- I think I'm on volume 19 right now um, of Attack on Titan. So still kind of like in the beginning. The, the beginning or the beginning uh, part of the, of the manga. So... Um, playing, I finished It Takes Two uh, this weekend. Oh, nice. I nice, yeah. absolutely love. I absolutely love that game. I think it's. Um, and at first, I was like, "No, I don't want to play it. I don't play it." My friends like, "Just, just get it. Just get it." Okay. So we ended up playing it together, and I just fell in love with that game. Um, also, of course, my staples of Tekken and Apex Legends. So of course, I'm still <laughs> playing those. Um, mm-hmm, I'm actually mm-hmm. replaying through Resident Evil Four. Um, <laughs> Ever since they uh, announced, announced the remake, yes, and it looks really good. <laughs> so I, I hope it still has that same. What what like, version are you replaying? Uh, on the PS4. Um, PS4. Okay. So yeah, I do have it on my GameCube as well, um, and I actually found my GameCube memory card. So, um, but oh, I'm damn. putting it on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does that yeah. still work? Like, it does. Can, can you like yeah. put it in and see like mm-hmm. the blocks and whatever? Yep. In it? Yeah, it still works. Um, mm. So. I'm I'm replaying through um, that. The new one looks really really good. I I hope it has. I don't know if anyone remembers playing it on the GameCube when it first came out, like the comedic banter between Ashley and Leon um, when it came I to never a lot got of that stuff. Far. You never got that far. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I tried it on GameCube, and like in that first village where all the the zombies are like chasing you, like I got through that section and just felt like I don't want to play this anymore. I, and then I did the same thing when they re-released it on the Wii. Mm. Like, I tried it again. Like, oh, everyone loves this game. Let me see what I'm missing. And, like, again, I just didn't want to play after that. I was like, this isn't for me. It's I've probably, never really been big it, on Resident Evil. It's probably my one of my favorite Resident Evil games. Um, and I think, and I've, I've said it before, like, I think it really showed what the GameCube was capable of as far as, like, graphics and gameplay. Yeah, true. Um, that kind of knocked it out of parts, that game. Um, and other stuff like that. It showed, like, hey, this is what this system can really do. So, 
Um, I'm, I'm hoping that it still has some of the same feel as far as like the interaction between the characters, but as far as the way it looks, it looks beautiful. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited about that. But other than that, I'm not really just, you know, gr- still trying to complete my sphere grid on Final Fantasy X and it's, it's kicking my butt, so... um but as far as watching yeah i I tried um stranger things the boys um i'm probably gonna catch a lot of flack for this too but i just started invincible okay um and i like it how you gonna catch yeah oh you thought you you catch flack for saying you liked it no (laughs) (laughs) i just started so um Uh, yeah so i'm I'm a little late to the (laughs) the only thing i really when it (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, I had to catch up. The only thing that I really do keep up with, as far as like watching, is anime. So, um, but when it comes to like other shows, like I kind of see what people are saying, like in the open party Discord, and then I'll look like on Twitter, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a chance, or I'll give it a shot. But that's pretty much what's going on in over here. <laughs> okay. I, if if I can say one thing no. about the boys in defense of it, the boys, the first episode can be kind of like jarring, like. It is because the, the tone of that show, the tone of that show is like a lot more like in your face and mature yeah. than maybe you've expected if you've watched like a lot of other superhero centric uh, media. So I would say like it, it tries to set that tone early on and it can definitely push people away. <laughs> I think and maybe it's maybe so my personality. I don't really when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm just kind of like. Yeah. Okay. And then like I see people on Twitter talking about, oh my god, season two is insane, and they're out of pocket season two. Oh, season two, two and, started off like and, that, and I was just and, like... So it's like, if people are saying that about season two, like, why would I continue to watch it if it's probably just continuously going to be like that in my... And my mm-hmm. and t- teach their own, so... Um, but I'll I'll give it a, a few more episodes and, and see if... Um, yeah, like that. I, I'm I'm the same way. Like I, I'll I'll watch something first episode, be like, oh, this is kind of trash. But then be like, well, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pilots that are kind of just not hitting, and like it takes like maybe two or three more episodes. Uh, to kind of find its its footing, um, I did not do that for the, Supergirl though. I thought that show was god awful from, <laughs> from episode one and just never went back. <laughs> I would say the one the one show or anime that I from the very first episode I was like hooked was Never what? Promised Land. And I, oh, okay. so like right the very because I'm like oh it's a it's a, a anime about. And I, got, I need to go back. I want to. This is like the time I've read, I've watched the anime before I read the manga. But I was like, so look, I just watched. It. I was like, it's a bunch of kids at an orphanage. Like, what is it? But then the I don't want to. The spoiler alert. Sorry. You don't but don't like, spoil it. But <laughs> but there's that one part. That one part. Years. And y'all know what y'all know. Y'all know that one episode <laughs> at the, in the first episode when she's taking that girl to go get her teddy bear, and then like from there when she pulls back that curtain, I was like, what the mm. heck is going on? And then from there. Um, I was hooked. I've read. I haven't seen season two. I heard that it's super disappointing. Yeah, I've heard um, they dropped the ball completely on that. Yeah, so I'm a little afraid to to watch season two, but I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna dive into that as well. But I would probably say, uh, The Promised Neverland is probably the one anime or show that from like the first very first episode, I was like, yeah, I binge watched it in like two days. Oh dang! The first oh, wow. season, yeah. So, <laughs> but <Respect>. I digress. <laughs> Uh, well, Koning A loves all is asking. Did you vibe with Watchmen, like the HBO series Watchmen or the movie? I, yeah, and then I yeah I, you I love the graph I love the graphic novel, so I loved the HBO series of of Watchmen. Yeah, the the HBO series Watchmen was fantastic. And I, yes, I really hope they get another season or, 
another. Yeah, I really hope that they get to continue that because that was. Yeah, the back and forth. Like, I don't like tribe. I kind of feel like that. I kind of feel like that series is done. Like they told yeah. that story. But there's so. other stories in that universe to tell too. So. I guess. I don't. No, like I'm telling you, it's a fact. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not gonna listen to you then. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much that simple. <laughs> Uh, John Luambo also says season two is fantastic, referring to the boys because they have a literal Nazi in it. Uh, I'm going to say, John Luambo, I don't know if that's a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> They're actors. They're on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but noted. Uh, okay, so uh, that wraps things up for Yokina Cat. Uh, I'll go last. Uh, I've been playing a, a variety of things, mm-hmm. uh, some for work that I can't talk about yet. Uh, but there's some stuff last week that I couldn't talk about that I can talk about now. I was doing a preview for a game called Steel Rising. You guys might have seen a trailer for this. Uh, it, it takes place during the French Revolution, but it's like um, these uh, these robotic creatures. It's like an alternate French Revolution where like they have these androids and robots that are have been basically repurposed. Like they were like servants for like the ruling class or whatever, but they've been now repurposed by the king, Louis the Sixteenth, mm. to quell the the peasants who are now rebelling against the French monarchy. Peasants. Um, but you you play as uh, a very special uh, automat. They call them the robot uh, species, mm-hmm. who can talk and who can like make like she's she, she's gaining sentience. So like she can make her own decisions and she can like talk to people as well. And um, it's, a, it's a really interesting setting, um, but it's, it's Dark Souls inspired in terms of its gameplay. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool. Like, uh, like, there's a lots of weapons to choose from. There's, um, like, cool combos. And, like, apparently, like, the character you play, whose name is Aegis, uh, was a dancer for the court before this revolution took place. So now that she's been outfitted with weapons and such... Like, she uses dance moves to, like, attack you. Like, she'll have, like, fans and, like, she'll do, like, spins and, like, uh, lunges and, like, really super acrobatic uh, styled combos and stuff. So, like, the, the animations and, like, the robots and stuff, like, it all looks really cool. Like, the, the flow of all the animations. Um, and I'm interested in the story, but, like, that, that part wasn't really um, showcased a lot. So, I don't, I don't know how deep they actually get in terms of the plot that they're telling. Because uh, right now it seems like, oh, yes, we're in this setting, the French Revolution. So, like, the environment looks old-timey and uh, and whatnot. But you and all the enemies that populate that space are very fantastical. And, like, it's kind of a mismatch mm-hmm. in my eyes. So, like, yeah. I, I just they need a way to kind of make it a little bit more cohesive. Hey, Sigma, th- I don't know. Like, when you said that she was a dancer for the court and now, like, they've outfitted her with, like, weapons um, and she does all these dance moves. Do y'all remember... This is probably, it's my guilty pleasure game, but do y'all remember a game called Space Channel 5? Yes, that uh, Sega game. It was like a rhythm thing? Yes, it was like a rhythm game, but she was a news reporter and she would dance to save like the universe. She had to dance and to like defeat these aliens. So when you, when uh-huh. you said when you said that she was a dancer for the court and now they've outfitted her with like all these really cool weapons, it just, that automatically just popped into my head. I was like, oh, like Space Channel 5 vibes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's funny when you mentioned that the what popped into my head was um Jabaro. Is that how you say it? Jabaro. Uh the uh Jabaro. The short from Love, Death and Robots. Uh, oh. Oh. Or is it a heartbeat? Or the um oh my, Siren. She was a siren. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh my gosh, yo. Intense. Please watch that. Um, it sounds a lot of what you're talking about. Definitely not using the fans, but 
this the dance um, mixed with violence um, is apparent in that short. That one you've probably seen pictures on your timeline about it. Yeah, it was dealing with like early Taino Taino people, so like Puerto Rican people. It was telling that how Spaniards came over and that type of stuff. So uh, you'll see she's like real decked out and like. Oh, I think I might have seen that image, like in social. Media. That's like from the newest season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you. Saw okay, that. there's no way you can avoid. Okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I've seen that all over social media. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to check that out soon. Uh, but uh, speaking of me catching up on stuff, uh, or rather, let me let me finish the video game stuff. Like I, I reviewed uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, yeah. um, and we we've been playing it a lot. We actually played it for game night last night. Jeff helped us out. Uh, he was with us for like the over two hour stream because we tried to beat that whole game until uh, my internet crapped out. Uh, but uh, that game is really fun. Like I I grew up playing uh, the Ninja Turtles games and watching the Ninja Turtles cartoons or whatever. Um, and it it it's pulled. Like, it's basically an homage to exactly that time period. Like, the 80s where the cartoon was airing and, like, the 90s where those games were, like, the most popular beat-em-ups in the arcade and whatnot. So, there's all these callbacks to that stuff. Like, you can, like, body slam enemies back and forth like you could in Turtles in Time. You can, like, grab them and throw them, like, towards the screen. Yeah, like, so just all this familiar stuff. Uh, They they even had an homage, like, uh, Baxter Stockman, who's, like, the big fly scientist um, enemy. Like, he's the first level in uh turtles in time so like if you're in arcade even if you were bad at it you would usually at least make it to the first boss and you would you know go up against him um he's not the first boss in this game but when you get to him he has a lot of the same moves and they play the same music that's on that first day so like all of that kind of just hits your nostalgia receptors yeah. whatever um so like it's, it's a fun time but it is still kind of very much a 90s game mm-hmm. like the, the couple of things that they add to it are like side quests, quote unquote, where you you break a garbage can or you break a door in the background and then someone's like, oh, find me five diaries, find me three newspapers. And then as you're going through the levels, as you're breaking everything in sight, here's a newspaper, here's a diary. So it's not it's not really all that involved. It's like a, a fetch quest, but like the most basic version of a fetch quest even. So like it doesn't add anything to the game. Um, there There is some upgrading. But again, like as you progress, you're just beating up guys, you're getting points. And it's like, all right, now you get a second super meter. Now you get um, the ability to use your super when you jump in the air and whatnot. And like that's kind of it in terms of new abilities. Like you have pretty much the whole kit at the start. Um, but I, I kind of like it because like Scott Pilgrim vs. The World did this. Where, like, as you level up the specific character, they get new unique moves that are just for them. Mm-hmm. Like, which makes them feel different from everybody else. Like, the, this game doesn't have that. Everyone has exactly the same moveset, even though they have different animations that are unique to their personalities. All the buttons still do the exact same things for every character, and it makes them feel less unique. Um, but overall, it is fun. Like, if you were looking for just. Um, you know, that same 90s arcade experience, like, that's exactly what this is. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I've been I've been exposed to stuff like Sifu, which is, like, th- to me, Sifu is what a beat-em-up should be today. Like, they actually advanced the genre of the beat-em-up. Um, and games like Turtles are just, it's they're just reminders of the past. Like, can I get a Turtles game that moves forward? Mm-hmm. That, that's my only ding against it. But, like, as for what they were going for, like, a recreation of the 90s stuff, like, they definitely knocked it out of the park. I think this so has been a lot of fun. Probably the most popular Turtle game in a while, though. The ones they were trying to do that were progressing, they they weren't doing as well. Like, uh, like Turtles the 3D, and Shadows. Yeah, that was like and, a 3D action. Yeah. 
thing. They done a couple of like more up to date beat 'em ups, but they weren't they weren't doing anything from I think this is probably the most successful one. The one I will say about this though is like six players was fun. I feel like the game should have like done things to separate you. Like drop three players here, drop three players over there, stuff like that to make it less Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, like just kinda anything to like not be so samey. But like I I get what they were going for. They were trying to make the thing that people remember. And if you change too much, then folks are gonna be like, Oh, I don't like it. It's it's That's too true. different. Yeah. Uh, but you know it's it's good for what it is. Uh, John Long said, "I found out Turtles in Time was remade as the Hyperstone Heist. Uh, same music, different levels, like the Disney games for SNES slash Genesis. I played the latter. I don't think I knew that that they they had a remade version. I'm gonna look that up and see what what's in that, if anything. Uh, but outside of that, um, at Jeff's suggestion for many many weeks, uh-uh. I finally caught up and finished all of Young Justice. Um, I, I took a break Wait. from that show." I'm sorry, no, because, continue, sorry. Yeah, I, t- I took a break from that show because the start of season three, like, it had a very long hiatus from when it got kind of canceled and then brought back. But then the new season, season three, started off with, like, a bunch of new characters. And honestly, I think I was in my feelings about the fact that the previous season, season two, um, ended on such a cliffhanger with all the heroes you know and love. For them to kind of come back after all this time and not focus on that, I was just very uninterested in those newer heroes. So I rewatched it from the beginning up to now. And I wasn't as harsh feeling about that third season anymore. But the stuff that follows it after, like, Jeff, you're absolutely right. I'm like, they completely notes. do like a. I'm just taking notes. So you they, keep saying this, right? No, go ahead. Keep going. They yeah, did a they did a complete right. oh, yeah. yeah Jeff was right no they did a complete U turn in that the focus changes from um, kind of all your regular superhero stuff onto very personal stories like yes you know these characters are superheroes and they live uh, these fantastical lives and deal with these fantastical world ending problems but this character has a son who has autism and she has to deal with that this character is trying to find out about you know, what religion means to them. This character is dealing with straight up depression and like drug abuse. And it's like, I like, and they, they handle it so maturely. Like it's done so well. Like everyone is talking about their, like there are specific characters who, who bring up the fact that like mental health is important. Mm -hmm. And like, and like as a group, we need to take this more seriously and stuff like that. So I was very shocked to see that kind of take center stage in this superhero show. Yeah. Um, but what I what I will say is almost because of the fact that they went that hard on like the super personal stories, they kind of did let the fantastical superhero stuff languish in a way that I, that left me a little unsatisfied. Uh, like because a bunch of stuff happened. Like, yes, they're, they're getting more introspective with these characters, but like they're still dealing with like universe ending threats. And they kind of skip over a lot of important details to kind of get the story moving to where they want it to. And like, I'd, I'd literally go from one episode to the next and be like, did we miss something? Like, cause I'm watching with my fiance. I'm like, like did something like, when did this happen? Like they would just kind of catch you up on stuff that they never actually showed you because they were that, they were moving that fast in the plot. So like, I will say I did feel a little underwhelmed by like the superhero side of the story after they decided to focus so much on the personal stuff because they do wrap up a lot of the personal stuff in kind of neat bows. I won't, I won't say, like, everyone gets a happy ending, but, like, they, they do kind of, like, okay, this is a problem, and then this is how you deal with that problem, and not necessarily the more nuanced approach of, well, this is the thing that people deal with, 
get used to it, mm-hmm. which uh, a, a lot of other shows that deal with this kind of thing, they, they like the gray area more than like the happy ending. You know what I mean? Uh, but overall, great season. Um, cannot wait for the next one because like there's, there's still a lot of stuff going on that's unresolved in that show. So I'm hoping like they they have the money and the the funding or the fervor, I guess, from the studios to like keep keep right. making more because now that show's doing well. Now I, you can't go into details, but I'm just curious of what you thought of that that last little spin, that last little turn of events. Like when the show was over, everything came to a conclusion and somebody thought they were going to do something and turns to find out somebody had planned something else all along. Like, were you were you as like I was shocked that that happened. I I, I had an inkling, but I wasn't sure. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. this person was going to go away. Maybe something was going to happen another day or something like that. Like, were you were you equally as surprised at that turn of events? I, I think that was a really cool twist. Mm-hmm at the end but like, i don't i don't think i was surprised i think it was it was smart for them to kind of get rid of that character right, yeah. because because they they kind of introduced a lot like they 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 introduced so much in like the last couple of episodes of that last season that it, it felt overwhelming so it was like can we dial this back some <laughs> that's because some of that is based on it assuming you have certain knowledge of the, it didn't do a lot to which I'm glad it did it, where it goes in and explains all these people and tells you where all these uh-huh. people came from and what's going on with these people and all their origins and stuff like that. I like that it just assumed that you knew certain things. And if you did it, you were going to go and look that up. Like, I love that when a show doesn't do that. Sometimes it just, I feel like there's too much of that. Let's give you every, because then people complain. Like, oh, well, they spent so much time explaining this. They spent so much time going over this backstory. Like, with, what was that, Dune? Where they felt like the the first movie was just like an introduction of all these people. I mean, it, right. it was. So there's a, <laughs> you're never going to make everybody happy, but, I, right, a good show will introduce something. And if you're interested about it, a lot of people will go and do the research on, oh, well, who was that? Or what was going on with that? Like, I feel like taking the time to explain everything kind of draws it out and also takes away from it. I would um, I would push back against that a little bit to say, if that's the case, like, if, if it's going to take this long to explain everything to your audience, then maybe don't put that much in at once. Like, you could, they could have kind of, they could have used, like, maybe half those characters or half those scenarios to then let them breathe more so that you would get all the context. Because, like, me, I don't read any of the comics and stuff. Like, I know a lot about Superman and uh, the Justice League and stuff from other cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff that I've watched. But, like, if they're going to get, like, into the real deep cuts, like kind of fill me in here because I'm just watching the show. Well, in, and, in their offense, that the stuff that they covered isn't very deep. Like, uh, it's not a spoiler, but like New Genesis and stuff, that stuff isn't very like... No, that's... that's Come on now. Like, I know about the new gods and all that okay. jazz and okay. like, but like, I don't think I don't think a lot of other people do. Like, my fiance is sitting right next to me. Like, she but definitely doesn't know no anything offense, about that I, stuff. Like, I, does, she, does she know who Darkseid is? No, she didn't okay. know who Darkseid was. And Darkseid was one of the biggest villains. So if she, of, of course, if she didn't know who Darkseid is, she's not going to know but who the anybody show, from New Genesis is. But the show standalone uh-huh. should take the responsibility to fill in their viewers on what they need to know. I'm, I'm opposite. I feel like some things don't need to be explained because when you... Write a story. The, the, I feel like there's a certain... <laughs> same thing with a game. There's a certain skill level, right? If oh. I have to tell you how to use a controller and you're going in to play this real... Like detailed, but every game strategy. does tell you the controls. No, no, no. I mean, not, not like <laughs> that. Like, not like that. I mean, like, uh, 
it's in the game. It's built in. That's what. It. That's the product. Hey, the product most games, when you go to play, they go in. Some of them go in with assuming you have a, a certain knowledge of certain things, right? That's no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, certain. Yeah, certain genres will assume so, that the player base knows certain things. But Loki but, and stuff like that, there were certain things that just weren't going into Loki. It was assumed you knew things that happened. In the other, I disagree. I, I don't. I disagree. I don't. The like the first episode of Loki literally has oh, a highlight reel oh, of like yeah, like they well, sit down assume, in a room and they show you stuff in the highlight reel that you know, meaning you have a basic knowledge. No, it's not. It's showing it to you over again. Okay. They're showing you literal scenes let, from those other movies, so they're question. they're definitely not assuming let me ask you know. Question. So they show you a scene from I don't know Thor, and they show Loki, uh, um. Stabbing Hawkeye. You just see that scene. You have no knowledge of comics, really. Are you going to know what's going on in that scene, even though they're showing it to you? No, but if so two dudes literally thing. explain what is on the screen yeah, okay. as this is... Okay. What are you talking about? Okay. Owen Wilson okay. literally sits down and tells Loki, like, hey, remember when you did this? No, 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 you, no, no. you thought this about that. Remember when you did this? That you thought this episode. about that. That wasn't the first episode. What episode was the that? First then? Episode like the second? Because <laughs> the first episode they were doing a recap of stuff that happened up until then. That's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson going over uh, Loki's life and all his biggest failures and stuff like that, and kind of trying to get him to come to a conclusion of. You know, I mean, but the, the point is, they did take the time to catch up the audience. No, not everything. Some but things you don't, it, don't need everything. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's what I'm saying. And and New Genesis, I feel like knowing about Darkseid is like level one information. Or well, not level but it's two. Not. It I, is. Yeah, I I don't I don't it's agree with that. Not level one Blue information. Like like level one information is Superman's it. Superman's weakness is kryptonite. No, yeah. no, no, no. Superman's no, no, no. worst enemy is Lex Luthor. No, no, no. And then that's kind of it. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like Darkseid is Lex Luthor, then there's Darkseid. That's like level two information. Anything I don't know. I don't know. Guys, guys sound sound off in the chat. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I digress. Uh, yeah, Sir George Lucas says Obi-Wan started with a reminder of everything that everything. took place in the prequels. Right. Yeah. But if you don't know what's going on in those shots, you're not gonna know. Does, does yes, that make you, like, are. you don't know who these people are? If but that's the whole that's the purpose of it. That's why Don is a Darth Darth Maul is and you see him in those flashbacks. That's not going to help you. It's kind of the same thing. So if I show you a picture of cookies and you're like, I've never seen cookies before. What's it's that? Not picture, it's not going to help you. Video. Yeah, like it, you're 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 pretending as if you're pretending as if there's no context for what they're showing you. It's a recap. They're literally telling you these events happen. Yes, but it doesn't tell you who these people are. Yes, it does. No. Yes, it, it does. Oh, this is Darth Maul. It says his name in there. Bro, it tells you what you need to know. If anybody exactly. talks about, exactly. yeah, you don't, you don't need to know Darth Maul's name right. in that in that context. All you need to know is Qui Gon's master. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Obi Wan's master. You don't even know Qui Gon's name. Mm-hmm. All you need to know is Obi Wan's master was killed right. during this moment need. in time, exactly. and then he became responsible exactly. for Anakin. My, That's it. That's my, all you need to know. My point exactly. So if you watch the other, so if you say nothing, season, like if, if you, you say nothing, like uh, Justice, uh, well, like Young Justice did you about the New Genesis, seasons, then you're going to be lost. If you watch the other seasons of um, of Young Justice, you would know who Darkseid is. No, you wouldn't. Yes, you Dark Side does not appear. Yes, he does. I, I, I literally he just rewatched season it, dude. Season three, <laughs> season two, and season season three. He's working with the light. He's working with Vandu Savage. Yeah, they have. You a get a, you get a glimpse of him. That's season three, but you don't know. Talking. But you don't know who he is. 
I feel like like I knew who he was because I know history on Dark Side. They show that character. Mm-hmm. They don't explain to you who he is. And like I said, I feel like that's basic knowledge. You shouldn't have to explain <laughs> each person. But we, I, we can disagree. Hey, to, we can agree to disagree. People are telling you that is not basic knowledge. <laughs> Do you know who he is? Like, like you're a comic fan. Like you, you've read about all these characters. So how can you say to the people yeah, who don't I feel like that it's basic knowledge? In order, if you go into something like that, trying to explain, because then it would have to explain some of the most obtuse characters, like uh, Lady Shiva. Did you know who she was? No, and they don't really explain they her. Don't. I feel like that's something that they don't need to do. For me, here's a good. For me, they don't need to. That's, that's more. Of a, that's more. That's more of an obscure character. I feel like Dark Side. Jeff, have you read Lady the Shiva? They could have explained a little have bit more. You read, have you read about Lady Shiva? No. You've never read about Lady Shiva? Never. I call BS. <laughs> never. <laughs> Never. Like, they, like even even in earlier seasons, because you're right. They 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 do a lot of assumption mm-hmm. in terms of like the characters that show up, and some are more popular than others for sure. But like even more popular characters, they don't really explain who Bane is when he shows up. Like you just know who Bane is. Yeah. I, I mean, and they they kind of they they take that to infinitely more obtuse characters. Right. Like who who was the stranger, <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> Like that, this black man with a with a mask shows up, all gravelly voiced, talking mad trash to everybody. He has a he has a, a trench coat. He goes like this, and mother and people teleport. I have no idea who that man is. They explain nothing about him. The quintessence of the of the of the universe. Okay. All right, we're gonna move on now. We're not gonna get. I can see that part. I can see that. Okay, but it, this is more of like the fourth season. I feel like it had more there for people who didn't understand who all the characters were, but also mm-hmm. the show is geared towards people who have a certain knowledge of these characters. I mean, I, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's for uh, a, a more hardcore fan, sure. Like it, maybe that's who their target is. But they like uh, the but, real life stuff did help to close that gap. I feel like people kind of seeing some of that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Know. If you don't know about, if you don't care so much about right. the comic half. This is just good storytelling, point blank, period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I see that. Uh, but that that went on a little longer than I intended. <laughs> we'll go ahead and move on to our um, topics proper. Uh, first up, Avatar, The Last Airbender Universe. Uh, they A while ago, they announced that they were going to have a new animation studio that's just going to pump out you know, Avatar content. Yay. Hooray. Three new movies are rumored to be coming out, uh, the first of which is an, a prequel story that follows Avatar Kiyoshi. She was the most recent Earth Avatar before Aang mm-hmm. uh, entered the picture. Uh, a movie that focuses on Zuko, I'm assuming, after the events of The Last Airbender. Um, and then the last one is another movie focused on Korra. And I, I want to put a bunch of grains of salt um, in this information because it is rumors. Like, it's been sort of verified by this person talking to sources. Mm-hmm. But all we really know is that these events focus on these timelines and not necessarily the specific characters. Like, it's more than likely it'll focus on these particular characters. But, like, for example, the Korra series is a story in that timeline, so more than likely, since Korra is the avatar during that timeline, it'll probably focus on her after the events of the uh, the series. Um, So my question to you guys is, um, how do you feel about more animated avatar movies? Um, Are any of these exciting to you? Or do you think they maybe should have tried to start things off by... Uh, exploring different areas. I think um, as the the baby Avatar fan who just finished watching it, 
Um, <laughs> first of all, was it Roku before Aang? And then it was yeah, the most recent Earth Avatar. Ah, okay, Avatar okay. Roku okay. is the Firebender. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm right. a baby. Right. I'm a baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's because it's a cycle. Like each avatar right. will be born into whatever nation yeah, in a cycle. And funnily right. enough, the way they have the movies is in the avatar cycle. Yeah, like they starting with Earth, Fire, and then Water. So if there's a fourth one, it would probably be about maybe a new Airbender. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I'd be kind of a new Airbender avatar. So I'd be I'd be excited about that. Yep. But yeah, how, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Um, I, I'm just gonna go in order, I guess, with Kiyoshi. Um, I always loved how they talked about Kyoto. She was like, you know what? I kill people and that's okay because uh, I get things done. That's, that's what Kyoto was about. So I'm, I'm excited to see her and her gangsters just run around town and make things happen. Um, Zuko, now, free comic book day. I went and grabbed uh, this right? Nice. Yeah. Yes, I was just about to talk about that one. Uh, yes. Yeah, I really hope they go into this. I haven't read it yet. Um, this is one of those things, you know, But um, <laughs> I don't want to spoil for you then. <laughs> yeah, please don't spoil it for me. But this, the, the <laughs> subject of this is um, Zuko, Team Avatar, and even Azula going out to look for their mom, which is a huge mm. like mystery that's been kind of yeah, left they, out. right that they never touched on. Yeah, exactly. So I hope, and it, with the image that they have on a lot of these um, these uh, articles about this, they show uh, Zuko with the the Fire Lord crown. So. I'm I'm hoping and thinking that I hope that they actually touch on this story. Maybe it's him as Fire Lord remembering this surge. I don't know what what this could be, but um, I do hope that this story gets touched because his mom is a huge mystery that we don't know too much about. Right. And lastly, with Korra, I am so happy that she's getting a second look, no matter what, because she deserves all the love in the world after all the hate that she. Yeah, there's, God, a, there's a lot of hate. Like, in <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I, I saw it online before I watched it, and I was like, "Dang, was it really that bad?" And so I go through and watch it. I'm like, "You people are evil!" Like, <laughs> they they tr- they trip it. Yeah. And then I and I read how it got canceled. I'm like, they did her so mm. dirty. So I'm so happy to see Corrigan any kind of spotlight. And I'm glad they're kind of doing her last two, not because uh, she's the least important, but if anything, the opposite. You know. Um, they have a lot to build on and get feedback on to make uh, the core movie or the core production, whatever it is, the best it can be for today's audience. So I'm I'm really excited about all three of these, to be honest with you. And I hope that um, these rumors are true. And I hope that, uh, you know, they keep the quality and storytelling that they have been in all their series so far. Respect. Same. Anybody who's got thoughts on... <laughs> <laughs> oh me, 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 me. Yeah, um, I'll do the same as Blue. Blue I'll go <laughs> like by, by, I guess like the the element cycle. Really excited for Avicii as well. Kind of like Wilson Heads. So she had that. She has that mentality of run up, get done up. So <laughs> I'm really excited to see what they do with her story. Maybe they'll dive more into how she was as you know, because in the first Avatar they talk about how you know she killed that king. Was it what was that guy the the guy that basically he did, she didn't kill him. He basically was too stubborn to move, yeah. and he fell off the right. rock. I'll do it again. Um, like, <laughs> I'll do it again. She, like, she, she didn't see a difference. Like, oh, you're saying I didn't really kill him. I don't see the difference. Like, I would have killed him. I, 
And then when like when Aang was trying to uh, ask all the past avatars for like guidance, he goes, "I knew I shouldn't have asked Kyoshi. Like, she's <laughs> gonna tell me you gotta you gotta do what I gotta do." So I'm really excited to see if they dive more into like her personal life, how she was, not only as like the avatar, but how she just what her life was like. So I'm really excited about that one. And then for the Zuko movie, even though it's going to be centered, you know, like you said, the rumors, even though it's going to be centered around Zuko, I really hope they kind of touch on the other people in the Aang gang, like Toph and like, we really don't know what happens to Sokka, um, Suki, um, and all these other people. So even all those, they're not the vocal points of that, of that movie. I'm hoping it kind of gives you some type of idea of where they were at like, I guess, post-Avatar uh, Last Airbender. Um, so I was actually really going to bring up... So, say, great minds think I like Blue. So I was going to bring up the search. So since he hasn't read it, I won't spoil it. But I agree. Like, I really, really hope they touch on that because it is a really... Because even at the end of Avatar Last Airbender, he goes, where is my mother? Like, where is she? So I think maybe that's where they'll start off, if this is true. Maybe at yeah. that point they'll start I think, off. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Story. yeah. So I'm real. I, I think the Zuko movie, if these are all true, I think that's the one that I'm looking the most forward to is the Zuko movie. Um, as Korra, I had to re. I had to when I first watched um, the Legend of Korra, I was not a fan of Korra as an avatar, but I went back and rewatched it, and I have to agree, Sigma. Like people are giving her a lot of hate for no reason. So like I, I think she's a. I think it's great. I think she's a great avatar, and I really hope, you know, they did do her dirty in the in the in the in the show. They really did. So I'm really hoping that. I don't want to necessarily say redeeming because she doesn't need to redeem herself, but I hope they mm-hmm. redeem themselves and t- telling her story. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just I'm just a huge avatar fan. My cat's name is Sokka. So when I saw this. Uh, <laughs> When I saw that this may be something that's possible, um, I guess it's called Avatar Studios, right? The the new yeah. studio that's going to be putting out like all this Avatar content. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited. So um, I'm hoping that it's it's all true. But that's all my my nice. two cents on it. Yeah. <clears throat> How about you, Jeff? You excited or you or you a hater? Like ooh, usual? Ooh. <laughs> just, just, just like don't act like I didn't say yip yip at the beginning of this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Discount me. Um, no, I mean I'll kind of go in the same order. I mean I feel like Kiyoshi I'm interested in. Um, obviously because that's where the Kiyoshi Warriors come from. Um, True. I'm interested to see where how they get established. You know, <laughs> like I didn't even think established. about that. Yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. that's her cool. legacy. That's right. Yeah, alive for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I ca- I kind of want to see what happens to the cabbage man. Like, what? Where did he go? Like, what happened to him and his cabbages? That's what I really want to know. Real? He is a vocal. He is a vocal point. Well, what about his family? Did his legacy continue on in a family of no, there, of cabbage growers? Right. There is a legacy a there. Uh, he has a company in Cora, like cabbage yeah. company. Yeah, cabbage but I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to go he did in get that, I want an M depth story about his family. What's going on with him, man? He was such an intense like a like a, a secession style story about the cabbage yes. corporation. Yes. <laughs> I love so much. He, is, he is such an integral part. He's an integral part of Avatar: Lost Airbender, and I don't care what anybody says. You know what? I want to know what happened. because they were hiding the stuff in his in the cabbage core warehouses right right yes so i don't know what happens after that i need a follow-up i need a a follow-up 
I, I want to know what happened to the guy who, when Aang would show up in the village, he would just start screaming and then, like, start foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I want to know what happened to him and his lineage. Like, let's go down that path. Oh, um, but yeah, Kiyoshi, I think that's going to be very interesting. Like you said, she was more of a, she, do, she does what needs to be done. But understanding how she came to be that person is going to be what I'm yes. interested in, how she became to be that we got to do what we got to do, you know? It's our responsibility mm-hmm. to take over. And, and I think Aang got the... He found a way out. I don't think he was... He was the only one, I think, that knew how to take someone's bending away. Besides, like, the first uh, bender. His name was Juan, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Juan. Um, so, was, yeah, he was ridiculous. So, a mess. <laughs> yeah. A whole mess. <laughs> Um, and then Zuko's movie, I, I'm also on the same mind. I want to see what happens to the other characters. Um, Sokka's one of my favorite characters, and I feel like he didn't get his payoff till the end of the series. So I want to see the swordsman he becomes yes. because his master was so versatile. Like he was able to fight benders with no problem, like stuff like that. Like I want to see the the person he becomes. They touch on it in Korra, but you don't get to. He doesn't. They don't talk about him much. They don't flesh it out. You right. Yeah. right. Like you don't get to understand what happened to him after the events of um The Last Airbender. Like you see Aang, you see um obviously you see um oh my god, um Katara, you see her, like you see Toph, but you they don't talk mm-hmm. about Sokka. Like you don't understand what happened <clears throat> yeah. with Sokka. And to me, like, like I said, he, that is a big mystery. Like, he doesn't get his payoff until the end of the series where he becomes because that was his whole thing. He wanted to be useful the entire series. Everyone he had their business. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. He was, yeah, but he, he didn't. It wasn't in a way that was like overt right. like the rest of the group. But then over like by the end of the series, you realize how uh, essential he was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then if you notice, if you notice, he learned the fighting style of each element that he was in so like when he was in the fire nation he learned from the master there he learned how to fight with the kyoshi warriors he learned how to fight um um and the northern water tribe so like he he was defending the water tribe by himself learned, mm. yes as a kid as a as right. a 14 year old kid so um i think he's just a really important character as well and i think honestly i think that is something if you know these do come you know to fruition i think that is something that people will probably address and also in the in the fan fiction world there's like theories and speculations that Toph's children are actually from Sokka. So like, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, obviously that's just fan theory that, um, (laughs) we're playing it right now. Right. Yeah. That's just fan theory that, um, Sokka and Toph had children and the children you see in Korra are actually his children. So, um, Mm. it's just fan. It's just fan theory. I just thought it's really interesting to bring that up. Like people, because, because Sokka doesn't have, kids right like there's not literally just like oh Sokka was my dad in the right. show right we don't know what happened to the Kiyoshi Warriors either because he was with uh what's her name Suki yeah but there's Suki. there's also yeah. there's also fan theory from my understanding that Suki died very uh not soon after ever ended so um I'm not sure if that's things that are going to be addressed like between rough, you know man. you know mm-hmm. in the Zuko movie yeah like if, if that's true then I would be heartbroken but um, mm. I'm just really, ex- ex- I'm excited to see where they go with this. And the thing that I've really liked about just Avatar, whether you're, I know people, there's a huge debate, whether it's a manga or a comic or a ma- uh, anime or a cartoon. So whatever you want to say, if you want to say a comic book or a manga, <laughs> that's on you. But, yeah. um, right. So, um, <laughs> the thing that I've just loved about it is how even characters that may not be the, like 
the main protagonists or the main characters, they've been extremely memorable or people have grown attached to them. Or, for example, Cabbage Guy. Like, all he right. said was, my cabbages! Like, but people, he's such a loved character. Or, like, Sigma, the guy that every time the Avatar would show up, he'd freak out and foam up the mouth and just, you know, like, just fall out. So um, It's just a great guy. I, <laughs> I just think it's really... I, I hope... One thing I do appreciate about the the creators is they've tried to keep the integrity of just the storytelling of this universe, I guess, as a whole. Like, for example, with SpongeBob, uh, Stephen Hillenburg left after the first movie because he actually wanted that to be the last SpongeBob anything. But obviously, because SpongeBob became so popular, um, Nickelodeon was like, no, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. And Steven, as the showrunner, Stephen Hillenburg like, just stepped down. So... Um, I'm just really excited that the actual creators of Avatar and the Avatar universe have kept the integrity of art style, just the way the stories are being te- told. So um, I'm just really excited. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. No worries. Uh, and then Korra, for me, I I actually enjoy Korra. I'm not going to say I enjoyed it more than the, the, the uh, uh, Aang, um, but I did enjoy mm-hmm. it equally. I did feel like Korra had the superior bending in it. I feel like the bending had went For to sure. a level to yeah. where it was kind of like watching Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight in... Um, yes, ep- in the prequel yeah. movies, and yeah. And seeing the, in, the, in the prequels, it's just like, <laughs> just night and day, right? So it's just yeah. like the advancement of bending was just so... And I love how the advancement of technology started to help close the gap between the two. Yeah. Uh, where you had people who couldn't bend but they were they were quick on their feet. They were able to use technology, um, and they were able to be useful. Um, so it was a I love it. Like we had new bending styles, like where uh, metal benders were like, Toph was the only one. Now we had a whole city full of different people who could bend metal bend and stuff like I that. I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> then, then you had magma benders, right? We had a bunch of cool, and, and I love the. It got back to the spirits, right? We it where Aang touched on some things like the spirit turtle and stuff like that. This went and grabbed it all and brought it all to the forefront. Um, yeah, and I feel like it also had while the Fire Lord was a good villain. I feel like he, as far as the build up to him, it wasn't like you saw him a lot, and you're like, yeah, he's a great villain. No, he was at the forefront, and the build up to him is what made him a good villain. Not necessarily your encounters with him. As to mm-hmm. Korra, you had really good villains. The guy who, uh, the first villain, I don't want to. I don't. I, uh, I don't, Aman. Yeah, I don't know if this will be a spoiler, right? But like, you take the blood, but like, yeah, she. In my, in no offense, well, I can't say no offense. She was a better fighter than Aang was. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And she, even at even at her early age, she was like yeah. seven, and she was using all four elements, right? And well, yes, yes. Um, so she was having issues with uh, finding these people that let you know the level that they were on. Mm-hmm. Aang was very kind of kind of stumbled through the beginning parts. He could only airbend. You know, he was very very elusive, right? <clears throat> he was very quick on his feet. He was uh, thinking outside the box and stuff. But like it, it, it was like 
the juxtaposition between their personalities right, and their yeah. fight. Like Aang was a monk. He was passive. Exactly. Like, like he really didn't actually fight right. most people. He would avoid them and then like have them trip over their own mm-hmm. uh force or whatever, right? So but Korra, like she's headstrong, like personality wise. And she will fight you. Like Korra will throw hands. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and forth with other fighters, like you're gonna take hits. Aang doesn't get hit because yep. that's how he lives his whole yep. life. Yep. One of the and biggest the- things is that, you know, Aang didn't want to be Avatar. Korra did. True. Yeah. That's all she wanted to do. And that was part of her struggle. You know, she never, she didn't find herself until way later on. And she really had to like, you know, humble herself. And just like you're saying, Jeff, like Aang fought one dude and granted he had a whole nation chasing him, but he's used to being chased. Like he can get around this stuff. She was fighting, Korra was fighting gods on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and she's surviving. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, at first when Korra first came out, everyone was like, oh, she's such a crybaby or she's so spoiled or she's so, you know, X, Y, Z. I think if you just really take a look at it, I think they both had their own issues with what they were dealing with. Like, for example, you had a 12-year-old who's stuck in a block of ice for 110 years, comes out and says, hey, by the way, all these people, your whole race is completely extinct. Oh, by the way, everyone's looking for you and you have to fight the you have to fight the fire lord because Avatarless Airbender takes all three books take place within a year about a year and a half. So yeah. um <laughs> it's like, hey, by the way, you gotta fight this dude and you have to kill him. So, you know, they both dealt with their own with what they're with what they were presented, they all had their big issues. I don't think one was bigger than the other. And 100%. then on Cores and she's not only fighting against you know elements and and like you said the villain i have to agree with with jeff when he says that she was fighting against some like s-tier people like insane like just crazy you know he had that one guy follower always i and like it was like he said it was more so of just the thought of him that made him a good villain vice how strong he actually was yeah because it's common i don't feel like he would have had no. as much trouble with Right, him yeah, he also had a power boost problem, when yeah. he yeah. finally got up yeah. to him, yeah. Yeah, so I think with Korra, um, I think people just have, there's such a love for Aang, which I completely understand. Yeah, there's such a love that when that Korra, they just seemed, because she's headstrong, because she'll she'll step she to a fight, vice being right. passive, people seemed that she was just not a better avatar than Aang. So, um yeah i what i'm another thing that i'm yes completely different yeah just because you love one thing doesn't mean you need to hate another hate on the right. other right because if you don't like core how are you gonna coming from you jeff i'm surprised <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> i'm surprised i'm really i'm really surprised how are you gonna feel about yoshi who's similar in in thought like who's similar in not avoiding a fight yeah, Kyoshi is a lot like Korra. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting to see. I kill people on purpose. Right. But <laughs> I feel like... I, I let them live, but... I guess... I feel like the way that the characters are in, like, Kyoshi, it's more so of, like, your mom coming to whip your behind vice, like, you fighting with your sister, Korra. Like, I feel like Kyoshi has more of, like, a motherly, stern, like, presence. Like, if... Because they don't really... When they do hear her, when she talks or when they do show her, she was, like... Like seven feet tall, had a yeah. huge yeah, foot. Yeah, she was a big girl. She was yeah. huge. She was tall, so she had this very um, commanding presence about her, like a just very commanding. And on Cora, like she's just that girl at school. Look, mm-hmm. we're gonna throw hands, you know. So kind of, kind of personalities. <laughs> so um, 
I'm really hoping that with all these movies that I really hope it just addresses some questions and I guess obviously for fans, you know, that fan service, like, Hey, like these are questions that we have and are they going to be addressed? But, um, I'm just really excited about it. When I saw this, I was like, no freaking way. So, <laughs> well, uh, somebody mentioned it earlier. I'm going to scroll out and find out exactly, but, Oh, it was Nick, the OG one. Um, I definitely got to echo what they said. Varric and Julie were amazing. I love them. Yeah, they're, they're so great characters. Much. Like the supporting cast in Korra is, yeah. is fantastic. Oh, like Bolin is great. Like yes. even uh Hello, crap. Bolin. What's Bolin's brother's name? Mm. The the Zuko replacement. Oh, oh, yeah. Boy. Sorry. I like that. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, he is. But like the fact that he's stumbling through these relationships, like like you are so thick headed, you don't see what you're doing here. Like I I love right. that. <laughs> um I do love the callbacks to like Marco. we got to see Marco. Iroh. Thank you. You had to see Iroh in the spirit world and stuff like that. I feel like that was, it was an homage, but it was very much, I feel like, yeah, it was good. It, it, it brought the emotions. Like, it was a real good, because I feel like Iroh was the heart behind the Avatar. Uh, just like, you know, dealing with the loss of his son, right? Because in, in other aspects, if he didn't lose his son, he would have been the Fire Lord. Um, he was also right. Yeah, yeah. He was very much. He was in line. Yeah, yeah. He got betrayed by his brother, lost his son, um, Zuko, who he saw, was trying to pretty much, how he saw as his son, was stumbling and falling and wanted to get the approval of his father and stuff like that. And he was just supportive, mind you. Zuko, um, Iroh was a better firebender than the Fire Lord. Oh yeah. He could have beaten him at any time. He could have chosen him to the right to rule. He could have beaten him very easily, and he chose not to. Like when they was like, "Hey, yeah, like he did, he didn't see the point yeah. of the conquest anymore right. after he lost his son." Mm-hmm. But also, he had he had some, and this is a story that they haven't dove into yet. They kind of alluded to that he had an encounter where he was in the spirit world. Oh yeah, like before before all this stuff, like he he had like an eye opening, life changing experience where he, he was in the spirit world, uh, and that's kind of why his entire mentality changed. One thing I do want to say is I loved, I lost my mind when General Iroh showed up in Korra. Oh. And yeah. yeah. When, when his grandson, when yeah. Iroh's mm-hmm. grandson showed up. I was like, obviously we do as the same voice actor as Zuko, but just seeing the legacy strong in the Fire Nation and it's mm-hmm. like, it was like, it was such a good person. Right. He was such a good person. And you're like, okay, Zuko actually has changed because he raised this fine young man. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so proud of all of no the burns. Team Avatar and all their descendants and what the legacy that they left. Yeah. They've done such a great job with this series. Again, it just hurts me how Nickelodeon shut it down. It was it was disgusting. Um, and I'm glad that we're, we're seeing more or we're you hopefully think of- seeing more. about it? Like if you think about this, Avatar Last Airbender first came out in 2005. So for it to be so popular back then, and then just to have have this, this, you know, newfound, you know, like, you know, people have always loved Avatar Last Airbender, but to have new breath, I guess, life um, put back into it and have a new, Mm -hmm. you have like the fan base for us, like, because when it first came out, I was, I was in you know, 10th grade when Avatar Last Ember first came out. So to have like the, the adult fan base and then to have a new younger fan base of Avatar, it's just something really cool to see it all just come. We're not going to talk about the movie. That's, that's blasphemy, but, um, 
<laughs> but just to see, to, but to see people excited about it again and people rewatching it over and over and over again and have it to just be this huge thing where to now it's, they're going to go dive into the avatar universe. I think it's just absolutely wonderful. Right. Um, if, if I can be real quick about my thoughts on this, um, all I'll really say is, um, especially with the Kyoshi story, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, since this is probably going to be more divorced from Nickelodeon, which is, you know, a kid friendly channel, I wonder if they can get a little darker That's in terms of their storytelling. That's what I want. Right. So, like, like Kyoshi, a character who does get a little bit more gritty, like, can we see her actually taking some food? Like, not that I, I don't want something like super graphic. Like, don't turn it into like you love your uh, gore. the boys you love or something. Some gore, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not into that, but just, just darker theming, darker right. plot lines, right? Because, like, the show has always been very serious. Like they, they deal with war and like death and, and you know, terrible situations like that. But they, they did that thing where like, I will destroy you or I will end you permanently. Like they won't say the word kill. Murder. They won't say the word di Murder. die, right? So like, just, just remove that last little restriction so they can just tell you exactly what they want to tell you and show you exactly what they want to show you because like the world can get pretty dark. Give me more moments when Katara started bloodbending. And yes. He, she stopped the ring. Give me more moments that are mm. heavy like that. And these characters really need to say, am I going to become a murderer today? Because I feel like it. You I know feel what I'm like saying? it. <laughs> give, me, give me that. Give me those moments. I like yeah, the Coning A. No oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The uh, the dude with the, the creature with no face. Who, who, right. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Like that was a very dark creature. Like killing people and taking their face. Like I forgot what avatar he killed someone's loved one. And uh, the the waterbender okay. who was before Kyoshi. And so stuff like that. You're right. I do agree with the uh, darker tone. Uh, uh, Koning A loves all says I don't want gritty and dark. I want lighthearted mystery fantasy. Uh, and Nick Yoji says, did Jet do. die? That's what happened to Jet? Yes. But that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, that kind of ambiguity because right. they can't show you that they wanted a character to die there. Like, the impact kind of gets lost in this weird right. mystery. Like, wait, what happened? He took a long nap. He's not waking up, though. Oof. Like, it was if different. Like, yeah, I'm not... If you really pay like, attention... I, I, I'm sorry. No, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. So, if you really pay <laughs> attention um, in Avatar when Jet goes back, when they're in... Um, they're in the Earth Kingdom and Jet. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bossy saying, and um, they're dealing with the Dai Li. If you really pay attention to when they leave, when um, his gang shows up, if you really pay attention, he actually takes like his last breath. They just don't show it on camera. Like if you're really paying attention to like the way that when he was like they were cradling him, and then like Katara and everyone mm -hmm. else like just takes off and his like squad is there with them. Like he literally dies in their arms. So you just yeah. have to really kind of just pay attention to it they're obviously they're not going to show it on camera but he dies mm. in that scene you can see his spirit um, in his body yeah <laughs> like it's it's pretty it's pretty uh it's um it's it was pretty sad but there's it been was. a few yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be sad yeah. but yeah but it's because sad. of the way they framed it like they i feel like the 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 sheer impact of that death did kind of miss the mark because like it is a little it's ambiguous enough that they can say did he did die? He because they don't. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to, you know, traumatize kids or whatever. Not that kids aren't traumatized already based on just whatever's going on in the world. <laughs> but I don't. I, that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't want it to be super gritty and dark. Like everyone well, you is, know, but yeah, you know, like, dying and. But those, those I just moments want them to, to have the freedom to to actually death. tell that yeah. story, yeah. right? Like those chills that when Katara was looking for the man that killed his mo her mom, like the chills when she was like, "It's me," and then all of a sudden you just see the rain freeze and it all forms yeah. into like this ice. 
Like, it was just, like, these chills I got over my spine, like, this is what she's capable of, but she's choosing not to be that way. Like, she literally mm-hmm. could have just tore that man, tore up, tore up from the floor up. She really could have, mm-hmm. yeah. and she chose not to. Mm-hmm. She could have beaten the Fire Lord too easy. Yeah, especially without Susan Common. As I'm saying, like, without Susan Common, he was in trouble. Anyway. It I could, agree. Yeah, it could be debated. Yeah. I feel like Zula might have been more powerful than him. Zula might have been more powerful than him, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, you rude. May, no, maybe, like, yeah. Like, over time, like Azula was a straight up prodigy. Yeah, like, she, she, she rude, but you she, right. She's a problem. I, I think. That in the final I course, think you know? if Zuko <laughs> hadn't gone through what he did and listened to reason from Uncle Iroh and really changed his path, Azula probably definitely would have beaten him. Oh, um, I yeah. think um, maybe skills wise, Azula was better than Zuko at that point in time, mm-hmm. but he had more of a better. Uh, head on his shoulders at that point when he did face Azula. Yeah. So like skill he wise, skilled man more than just bending. He was very proficient with he, with those uh, dual swords he would use in martial arts as well. Redirecting lightning. So mm-hmm. I think it was just for, for Zuka was just all encompassing. Like she may be a better firebender than me, but all around he's a better fighter than Azula was. Right. Am I when right. it comes yeah. to that? Because even I even in the that. episode where he's like, I, I can see her. She's slipping. Like something's she's off. Like something's wrong right. with her. So for him to be able to read his sister like that and, and use that to his advantage, overall, I think Zuko is definitely a better fighter than Azula was. But I digress. I mean, for sure. The fire, I mean, Ozai. I felt like Ozai wasn't... They didn't show his bending prowess before the comet came. It wasn't like... Yeah, not really. Right. Yeah, the only thing they showed was him beating up on his son. Yeah, him right. beat up, yeah. him burn his, half his son's face of off. Like, right. From the company? It wasn't like, like he was oh, bending no. or something like that. It was just... He was ridiculously. Po- I mean, it tells you that he might have been powerful because of how powerful he was during the comet, but it, you don't know that because you didn't see any of that. So, and I don't know if that was the way of the show trying to scale his power to a point where Aang wouldn't have been a match using the Avatar state, well, which he didn't have. Um, he wouldn't have been a match for him without the Avatar state. I don't know. So it was just weird that. Don't, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I would have liked to see where he was before the comment and during the comment. Okay. Uh, so, very long Avatar mm-hmm. uh, discussion, but I, I, I that's probably my favorite fantasy series. So, um, more Avatar stuff from just in general, for sure. Uh, but we'll move on to our second topic. Um, or, we can skip over to the Xbox Bethesda Showcase because uh, we've been going for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. <laughs> um, my only thing about the Diablo thing is... Um, that's why I don't play mobile games. <laughs> what do you mean? That's why. All I want to say is, um, it seems like people like the game, no, no. and like it got a lot of it's backlash very, yeah, when mixed. it was announced. Microtransactions. A lot of stuff is locked behind a paywall, like certain weapons and stuff. And you know, it does the thing mm-hmm. uh, mobile games do, where you can do a certain amount of things a day until you have to pay to replenish that to do it. Genshin Impact had that. Where you could get like consumables to replenish whatever the con- the currency was. To yeah, do like things. once you reach the end game. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's my thing. Like, I don't mind mobile games. I don't mind transaction stuff, microtransactions, but they need to be solely cosmetic to me, especially in a game like that's Diablo s like that, because then you just make it pay to win for the most part. But you know, indeed, just a boy. I'm just a boy. I I, I kind of feel like um, after reading some of the notes, like I, I just. 
I agree because it's like if I have to pay for so much stuff, you're essentially paying for the game like three, four times over if you really think about it. Um, and if I have to do that to enjoy a game, then I don't really like for every time something comes out, like, oh, well, five ninety five for this or ten ninety five for that or pay 20 bucks and you'll get an extension on this level or or anything like that. It, it, it just really takes the enjoyment out of the game itself to, to, to essentially you're like you have to pay to advance in, in a game. And I think that, you know, I can understand, like you said, purely cosmetic, for example, Apex Legends, the game is free. You're paying for things that are solely cosmetic for the game to pay to play the base of the game and even then so you can earn everything you don't have to pay for anything you can earn everything by apex coins crafting medals whatever it is so i think at this point a lot of companies doing this i i really feel like it's a money grab like do you really need to do this to your to your um consumers to make a decent profit but at the end of the day it's always about money mm-hmm. so um true i probably will not I probably won't give the game a try. Um, I think that same. It's ridiculous. I, in the art, in the article, it talked. He talked about. Um, oh yeah, it just leaves more room for like growth and X Y Z. Like I just, I don't, I don't understand why you have to charge your. You already have a a fan base, and the game was downloaded over five million times. Apparently, right. uh, according to the article. So it's like obviously your fans are there. If you were to, you could still make. A, a crazy amount of money if you just charge for purely purely cosmetic things. So, um, I just think at this point for this game specifically, and after reading what you sent, Sigma, this is I think it's purely just money grab. Like I don't yeah, really feel like not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is what this industry, uh, any industry is uh, kind of is built to do is to make money. So, well, you played uh, it, but like, we'll, my take that's a tiny bit different than y'all's. Um, not not far off, but uh, I started playing it and it feels so damn good um, compared to the other Diablo games. Like it does feel like a continuation of three, and that's that's what kind of hurts for me. Um, I feel like if they made me pay just three dollars and just didn't make it free, just it, it, three four dollars, shoot, I'll pay five dollars for that for what I was getting at the beginning of this game. To be honest. Mm-hmm. From jump and then put in microtransactions for cosmetic stuff i'd be a lot happier um because it does play smooth it does look like a diablo sequel diablo 3 sequel it does look like that and it's gorgeous and the uh, customization that you see there is i'm assuming is kind of like a dip in the dip in our toe in the water for diablo 4 so while i'm impressed by how it plays i'm of course uh disappointed by how it plays <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that, that's that's kind of where I sit on it. I feel like they shouldn't have just released it free. Just let us pay up front because you obviously have the people there who want to play it, um, and it is good quality. You just you just screwing people over pretty blatantly, um, and it's kind of sad. It kind of reminds me of I love RDC One World, so I'm sure y'all follow them too. On so there's a skit they did a few years back, and it was a fighting game, and he put puts it in and he goes okay cool and it's like uh 20 bucks to go to the menu screen and he goes okay and then he pays 20 bucks and it goes 50 dollars to unlock the main characters and he goes all right and then it says uh 80 to download the other half of the game so like he, mm-hmm. I, I gotta find the link and send it to y'all on discord but it yeah. no i think I've, I've seen it's that, true <laughs> have you seen that one like it's just like it's yeah. just insane what they charge people to play to simply pay to play a game you're making your money and maybe Apex Legends and other other games that have found 
that they only charge for like cosmetic things that's maybe they found like hey if it's not broke don't fix it kind of thing like we're making our money i don't know how just people just by people playing the game we're making money off of it so um i don't know i I, I don't plan on playing Diablo, so, you know, my name is Bennett and I ain't in it, but uh, <laughs> um, I just think that's... Yeah, it's capital. Cool. Like we, yeah, we, we've seen the these kind of games that overreach and then the ones that kind of do it right, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the ideal thing would be for the consumers to recognize and not support, but time and time again, like, right. people are going to play what they want to play, they're going to yeah. contribute what they want to contribute that makes them feel fine, so the company's going to do this because it works. So at the end of the day, it really is up to us as a consumer. Like, is that something that I think is worth paying for? Um, is it something that right. I want to, you know, shelve out, you know, 50 bucks for or so? Yeah, like that That 24 million that they make, like, that's players. That's, money. that's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they yeah. chose to do that. So Because what happens is you go well, into it, you might go into it. I'm just going to play the game. And then you get sucked into it. You're like, you know what? It's only two bucks. It's only three bucks. It's only two bucks. It's only three bucks. Next thing you know, oh, you're just putting the money in it, right? Uh, like, I think our age, as young, younger kids, they, they're they not as aware of that, right? Us, we go, mm-hmm. I go into a mobile game knowing what it's probably going to, a free-to-play game. That's why free-to-play games for the longest had, the, had a bad taste in my mouth because I knew what that meant going into a game, what it was going to be. So I when think... When you hit that price tag. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something that younger kids don't have they'll go into fortnite oh you know it's mommy's money or you know just just put my thumbprint on or my face and i get you know 10 bucks you know next thing you know mom's like did you put a hundred dollars on my card for, for fortnite Ooh. you know what i'm saying <laughs> so <laughs> i think kids who don't have the or even some young adults who don't have the Growing idea adults, what, really. yeah what, what money is for the yeah. most part or where the value of it like they readily will keep spending those two three four five six seven eight nine ten dollars so um yeah but hey it's if you like funny. it and you want to pay for it you jokingly <laughs> said grown adults but it's funny i think that's more the case here with diablo that's i agree you know, yeah the fan base for diablo that's true yeah yeah yeah, it, it, you know, as much as we definitely have the kids that are just, oh, two, three dollars, yeah, whatever. I think with Diablo specifically, it's some of these old. Money with a whole nine to five. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they playing Diablo while they own it. <laughs> I can drop a yeah, hundred. Right. Uh, so, with that, let's move on to the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Uh, I'm just going to ask you guys, uh, we'll go uh, in a circle. Feel free to chime in on anybody else's uh, ramblings. Mm. But, um, I just want to hear what out of this conference you guys were the most excited about because there was a lot here. Like overall, I think they did a great job trying to uh, let you know what they had to offer outside of some of um, their first party offerings because you know, like a lot of their bigger titles still aren't really being shown off. Like we didn't see um, Hellblade Two. Right. Uh, there was no news about what was coming next for Halo Infinite. There's no Facebook. Uh, no new gears. Uh, they did show some Forza, but that's kind of it on that front. They didn't show uh, so yeah, like guys. Right? Say again? They didn't show anything for Fable? No. No, yeah, no, no Fable no. either. Mm-mm. Uh, Perfect Dark essentially was restarted, so like they, we were never expecting them to, <laughs> to yeah. show us anything from that. <laughs> so that, that'll be a while before we see that again, I guess. Uh, but yeah, let, guys, let me know what it is uh, out of this conference that really held your attention. Like, I can go first if you guys are like looking through the list. I mean, I can go real quick. It was very um, short for I'll- me. Oh, I'm my ladies first. Go ahead. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go. Um, 
I think she might have froze. Um, oh, did her camera freeze? I don't think know. so. Um, for me, it, it, you enjoyed the show. I thought it was a very lackluster showcase. You thought it was lackluster? Okay. Um, Go into it. Because here's the thing. Uh, while all this stuff was cool going to Game Pass, there were no games that blew me out of the water aside from like um, Redfall looked pretty cool. Like I'm interested in it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that's going to be so amazing. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And I keep, I always get the name wrong. It's Starfield, right? Not Star Citizen, correct? Yeah, Starfield. So Star, Star Citizen is entirely right. different. It's a battleship <laughs> game, right? Okay, so no. Starfield looked really good. I I thought it looked very well. The things that they talk about to, that you'll be able to do seem very appealing to me, right? Um, I love that it's going to be kind of open-ended. The combat reminded me very much of um, Fallout. Um, kind of seems like there's some type of semblance of like a VAC system. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But also, like it seemed like there's third-person parts of the game and first-person parts of the game. Um, I love the pretty much it's what is it like a hundred worlds or like over 10 planets in each or something like that um what for starfield yeah. they said a thousand planets okay so a thousand planets well yeah so a lot of planets a lot of places you can go <laughs> a lot of dialogue it's very very back to that a lot of you know pretty much you can farm you can craft pretty much if it was an, a single player mmo there's a bunch of the, the same things you could do in that or the same things you could probably do in this like if you wanted to be running around the thing that would add another layer to me, and, and this is always just me, is a multiplayer aspect to that. Yeah, they're not doing that. I know, though. I know, I know, but this is just me. <laughs> like, in such a huge world like that, like being able to, you know, have your buddy and be like a, a bounty hunter or something like that, like those type of things to me would add to it. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a great single player experience. Like, I'm very excited for that aspect of it because the world looks very vast. It looks interesting. It's, it seems very populated as well. Where these all these planets aren't just the same planets, with like ice on this planet and maybe like greenery on this planet. And it's a, a mix of those same ten planets. Yeah, they they right. try to make the statement that like, oh, it's it's a whole world. Right. Like you can land anywhere on the surface of each planet that they have there. So, there were creatures. But I don't, it's tall order. It thousand is. planets that supposedly have all that. Like I feel like they've been working on they'll this for probably a long time though, right? If I'm not mistaken, like this has been. They have seven, eight years in the making, and this was this was the first showing of that seven, eight years of work. And show. honestly, I don't feel like they showed all that much. I feel like there's probably a lot. That's more why I said I was. It was a lackluster. Like I, the things that we, to me, we needed to see, we didn't see. Fable talked about an E3 two years ago, or was that last year? Pro- yeah, that might have been longer. Yeah. at this point, and we haven't seen anything about it. Um, no. Perfect Dark got restarted. Don't know nothing about that. Um, there was the every first party game that's come out to me hasn't been what it should be. Halo launched no Forge mode. Um, mm-hmm. Half of a game you couldn't even do co op campaign in the beginning. Right, of still it. can't. Right, yeah, so, still can't. So like your lo- first party games aren't being the games that are selling on Game Pass are the games that are third party games, right? First party games I'm trying because the they're part. on Game Pass because they're free, right? But if I'm paying sixty bucks for one of these games, I'm gonna be kind of upset. And they're very much dropping the ball on the first party games. I needed to see some first party games. The third party games we we've been killing. I mean, we got a lot of indie games that are really cool. You know, a lot of a lot of you know hidden gems that we didn't know about. Um, another thing that we didn't get to see was um that what was avowed. We didn't avow with. Because that's an right, Xbox yeah. exclusive, from, right? 
Yeah, that's uh, crap. Why am I forgetting the company's name now? But the the people who did Fallout New Vegas, Obsidian. Okay, no nothing about Avowed, no, and that looked really good from what they showed at E3. The the brief thing that they showed. Mm-hmm. So they've talked about these games, but they we haven't seen anything about them. There's no release date. There's no no you know no trailer. No no nothing. Like and we see. No, I, I see. I see what like, you Crackdown mean. Yeah, Three like, where. This was Crackdown Three was coming out for a long time, and then when it finally came yeah. out, it just wasn't good. Um, so, like I, like you're 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 of the mindset of look at this is their conference. Look at everything that's not there, right? Right? Like I I see exactly what you mean because I, I was feeling exactly the same way prior to the conference. Like yeah, like Microsoft's been dropping the ball on all this first party stuff. Like there's all these things that they've been talking about and teeing up for years and years and years. Like we've been patient, we've been waiting. When is any of this stuff going to start coming out and delivering? And like it's just still not ready yet. Like that is very frustrating. But like the the reason why I consider the conference to actually be really good is because despite the fact that there's all this good this good stuff, we don't actually know if it's going to be good yet. But exciting stuff that they have not talked about and cannot seem to. Uh, get out the door just yet this was showing us that hey there's other stuff here too that looks good and can maybe bide that time like first of all hollow knight finally got yeah, another okay, uh okay, tra- okay. <laughs> like yeah. hollow knight silk song finally got another trailer at this conference like that's gonna be a day one game pass like that is huge in my book like hollow knight is probably one of the best games i've played in the last 10 years point blank period Ooh. and for that sequel which looks fantastic from the trailers to be a Game Pass uh, day one title, like that is big. That's just a that's just really big news, because I'm definitely going to be playing that on day one. Uh, but then they also had a lot of smaller things that look really good, like a Plague Tale Requiem, like that that like the, the previous game um, kind of it was like kind of a smaller scope and project. They definitely got a lot more money behind the second one. Like I think that's going to be like actually huge. Like when people actually play the the sequel, um, the fact that. Um, and again, this is kind of like, like it's not necessarily for me, but just as the company as a whole, what they're doing, what they're offering, the Riot Games like unlock thing. I was gonna talk like about all these, that's yeah, like all these different value. multiplayer games where if you have Game Pass, you just have access to like the full roster, like all the Valorant the uh, characters, all the. And I gotta double check. I don't know if you already have an account. Then are you able to link that to your Game Pass account? It's saying if you have Game Pass and you sign up for that. You unlock these characters. I don't know if that's for people who existently. Well, for like new people, no. I, hundred, I, I, like it, they may not have been clear. I a hundred percent believe that if you already have Game Pass, you just get it. Like, because that would no, be no, insane. No, I mean for people like, who already have a Riot account. Are you able to link that? Yeah, like as, yeah. As long as you have Game Pass, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that wouldn't look. Like, I'll look again. Okay. Yeah, but like, but that, that's a good value. Those are things, but it's, to me, those are things that hey, look over here. Don't pay attention to over here. Well, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But th- but, but as a conference, good. I'm like they it's yeah so like they good. showed off the stuff that they have to look forward to that will right. come. Like yes, I'm disappointed about all the stuff that's missing for sure. But like the stuff that they showed is actually still good. Like uh, Flintlock um, looks really fun. Like that looks like kind of like a, a lighter God of War in terms of like its combat and stuff. That's the one with the guns, right? Uh yeah, like it was like a lady who had an axe. Okay, and yeah, also like. Uh, yeah. Uh, and there's some other stuff in there too, um, but I'll, I'll agree. Star Starfield to me looked super disappointing. Like um, it, it looked very I'm plain and basic. It, it definitely needs to show more. Like this, yeah, as a first showing, very underwhelming. Right. Like like they didn't show anyone anything that we haven't seen already. Like everyone in the comments immediately was like, "Oh, this looks exactly like No Man's Sky." 
And I have zero interest in No Man's Sky. Like, I, I don't want to play that game. People love it. Like, that's for them. I don't want to just explore a big space galaxy like without kind of a that, that, that's the that's the main thing that i guess would entice me in starfield is like if the plot if the story i guess can pull me along all these different planets and whatnot then but like we didn't really hear exactly what that's about it sounded very generic in terms of story like oh there's a relic find out what the relic is doing because it's giving people visions or whatever like that's that's literally every single sci-fi plot line <laughs> so i don't know like i, I like the conference overall um, I'm excited about the stuff that they have coming out. Um, and yeah, it, it does kind of put some some bomb on the wound of just them not delivering on all sorts of first party promises. Uh, but yeah, it probably won't last for long. Like <laughs> they, they do got to start getting those other games out and in the open soon, sooner than later. Um, I was excited for um, High on Life. I thought that looked great. I thought that looked, yeah, what? looked like a lot of fun. Um, that's done by Squanch. Yeah, the Squanch Games oh, joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Justin Rowling game. That's correct, yeah. Um, I think it's just a funny premise. In this galaxy, humans are drugs. And, <laughs> human, <laughs> and kind of run away from aliens that want to smoke you. Um, <laughs> like, you see, just, like, those two sentences are just funny. So you just know that, like, the, the premise alone is great. You just know that it's going to escalate. From so there. he was high when this game was... The concept of the game came up. No, sober's probably. Rock. Sober's Rock. Sober's um, Rock. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty dope flex at this conference that, um, or the showcase that Overwatch 2 got announced. Uh, right. You know, this, this, this news. No, obviously, it's not Xbox exclusive, but it's a flex that it came out at this time, at this. Because right. they just said a yeah, Bethesda. Like they control they it. They called it a Bethesda, yeah. Xbox Bethesda showcase, but we had some blizzards. Because it's, it's going to be Xbox. Right. That's heavy. That's heavy. Um, the free to play switch over the um, switch off from loot box to a seasonal uh, system. They're gonna have this uh, watch point pack that looks like a season pass kind of deal. Um, How do you feel about the free to play part? Um, I have I have a couple. I'm going back and forth on how I feel about it. You know, um, part of me is like, yay, more of my friends get to play and we get to get into this great game. Um, and then, you know, the other side of me is like, oh, man, there's going to be a lot of bots and trolls and people that uh, there's a lot of people that don't know how to play. And so it's going to be like getting them up to speed and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I if it's like of- Apex to me, I think it's going to be it'll be OK. Um, same way with the, the seasonal, pa- the, the battle pass or whatever. They're gonna yeah. Call it. yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So so that's that's kind of how I feel. I think it's going to join the ranks of Apex. I think it's going to join the ranks of Fortnite. Um, all these other, you know, free-to-play live service games. So um, I'm interested on how they're going to do it. I hope they don't handle it the way that they've been doing uh, Diablo Immortal. Uh, but I, I highly doubt it. I, I have a huge trust in the development team for Overwatch. I feel like their balancing has been among the best of almost any game I've played, um, any live service game I've played. And I think, you know, you know I'm a big fan of Overwatch, so... Uh, I'm trying to take my bias out of it and just look at what mm-hmm. they showed me. Um, I played mm-hmm. the beta so far, and I had a great time with it. We signed up for the uh, second one that's coming out on console. I'm looking forward to that as well. So, um, you know, now knowing that so many more people are going to be jumping into this, this whole atmosphere is going to shift a little bit. And I don't know if it's for the better. Um, I'm praying so. Um, but at the same time, you know, it really comes down to the game quality and who you surround yourself with. So... Um, that's that's how I feel about freedom. On the marketplace this morning, there was a 
um, the Overwatch 2 pack for $39.99. Yeah. Which it just says it will give you everything you need to start the game. Plus, it will guarantee you a spot in the, the open beta coming or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta pay for a beta spot. It's just you know how they do no, it. No, it's a guaranteed <laughs> yeah. beta spot. Yeah. You can still get it for free. Get the beta yeah. spot for free. So but does that does that does that mean that you cannot stuff. get selected for the beta? Yeah, you can definitely not get selected for a beta. Yeah, they've been so the fact that you so the fact that you can pay money to guarantee that spot that doesn't seem like kind of. <laughs> Game sketchy just went and in the past, though. Like, if you pre-order this game, you guarantee the spot. Yeah, and pre-order culture is ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I made that clear. Huh? Don't pre-order it. I think, honestly, I think that's actually a good trade-off for a pre-order. Now, I'm not saying like supporting pre-orders, pre-orders, but if you're gonna pre-order something, let me pay it earlier. Let, let me play. Kind of like a founders pack. A bunch of uh, free-to-play games do that. They give you like a founders pack where you get a bunch of stuff and. Uh, guaranteed access to all these stuff, and then when it goes live, you get a bunch of other stuff. And blah 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 blah. Uh, maybe it's the terminology that's uh, killing it for me, because like you, you call something a beta, like it's it's supposed to be like a trial thing. You're gonna ask someone to pay money to get into like a not well, finished thing, like call like call it early access then. But then true. in that case, let it be a finished thing that you get early access to and you pay extra. So I think that's an addition to it. That's like a bonus part of buying that pack. Early access you, is coming later on. There's no early no by early access I mean the thing is a finished product yeah. and you get to play it before other people because oh, you like a couple you, of days early I get what you're saying yeah not not like early because yeah they, Microsoft uses early access for their um what do you call it their kind of unfinished game thing too but I, I'm literally talking about like you get to play it early not it's an early version of the game I'm gonna confirm I thought there were two phases I thought there was a beta and there was an early access that was later on but um I'll, I'll confirm and, and shoot it to you. Because they just think, need to go back to demo discs. I'm, I'm just saying. But <laughs> yeah, like if they call if it's, yeah, if it's a demo, it's a demo, right? Like <laughs> if it's a beta, like that text that tends to be like the game's not finished. They're testing something, and you're helping them test it. So for them to ask you for money to do that is like, what are you doing? But they're they're saying you can definitely help us if you support us. I got you. Okay, I mean, okay. No, I guess what, no, but this is. I guess for me, it's like okay, it's an unfinished game. Hey, as a player, as a consumer, I need you to test this and give us your feedback. So I want you to pay me to test it and give me your feedback. And then give me your feedback. It's like, (laughs) and and then when it's released, I want you to pay for the full game. Okay, but this is the thing. (laughs) This is what you guys keep omitting: is that you don't have to pay for this. Right. Involved in the. I mean, you're. That's that's. You're right, but but like it's, it's like but a, it's that tease of saying like, oh, well, you want to guarantee yeah. that you get to do this thing you want to do. You can give us a little a little change about, for that strange. You know what I'm like saying? This. It's like it's a pack. You get all this stuff. You guys are getting to play a beta, uh, early access, whatever you want to call it, before the game's actually released. You get to play it. You have an opportunity to play it for free, right? And then you also have opportunity to pay to play it ahead of time. That's really all it is. You're not, you're like, I don't know where we got this privilege, like, we need to play it ahead of time. I mean, you don't, yeah. It's like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying I'm entitled to play it ahead of time, but like, they're the, they're the ones, they're the ones offering. But they, like, they're offering two options for this. They're offering, hey, we need, we need to fill this list. And also, if you want to pay, you could definitely get on the list. 
But the that, that part is, I can that, see that. Yeah, that part I can of see that. Yeah, is yeah. an addition. Yeah, it's an addition to everything else. It comes with a bunch of other stuff, and other other free to play games do it too. They call, like I said, they call it a uh, founders pack, where you buy this pack, you get a bunch of stuff, and you get included in this on top of that. Like it's an addition to. It's not just hey, pay forty bucks for this, and you're guaranteed mm-hmm. to get into the beta. It's just that's a bonus part of it. He's not, sure. he's not convinced. Look at him. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, like, I, I see. Like, I see it's, it's, a, it's a bonus, from, but you know? like, no, like, it makes sense. Like, it's a, it's a bonus in addition to the other perks that you get because you want to spend that money. But like, it's, it's gonna be the deciding factor for most people. Like, they want to get in early, you. and that's that's taking advantage of that fervor, okay. that fan so we, desire to want to play the thing. Right? He's using the mobile, like, the mobile, the mobile game system on him. I got you. Yeah, it's like, I, I just think. You you can do this without being uh, money hungry, but you know but that's why they're here to I, make money. That's, I don't expect any different. So <laughs> and, and that was one of the things they said. They said number one, they wanted to go free to play because it gave them room to do much more, to add much more on a more frequent basis. So they're gonna have seasons mm-hmm. just like everything else, like a nine week season, to where they're gonna add stuff in the next season, which is gonna be healthy for the game. Because that was my issue with Overwatch is. It got stale. I got tired of the same game types. I got tired of, you know, once Heroes became less frequent, I got tired of that. Like, and it was so far in the between. I, it wasn't like, while the game types are different because, I mean, the, the fights were different because of the way they unfolded. It was still in the same places and stuff like that. So having seasons to keep refreshing stuff and adding different things and maps and stuff like that, I think that's going to help you know, keep a lot of people involved in the game as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not too worried about that aspect because, like, I while I also left Overwatch after a while, it was after, like, what, six, seven years right, of them right. being, like, consistent. Like, at some point, sure, they had to slow down because they were going to start developing on the next one. Uh, so, like, I, I I wouldn't really hold that against them. And the fact that this new game seems like they're, they're like, okay, it's Overwatch 2, but it's really just a platform for us to make a live service thing. We probably won't see another like long stretch of like years. no updates. Fifteen years. <laughs> okay, that's how long that game came out. <laughs> One thing I'm kind of hoping for, and you know, this is going to be. Um, the, the, one of the biggest price tags that you're going to see come out of this is the the PVE, the story part of this, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be coming out a little bit later. And what I'm hoping is for a Destiny two like progression, where from season to season you're getting more story and things are moving. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna get that, but that's what I'm hoping for. You know, right, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be worth. The, you say close. That would close mouths don't get fed, so you, you better ask. Hey, <laughs> you know, there you go. No, De- Destiny is one of the leaders in the live service space right now, so I would not at all be surprised if they use them as a model and copy because Overwatch would be a great fit for that exact sort of uh, strategy. Pull a Zavala story for like Soldier or something. Oh my God! Stop. Zavala <laughs> story broke my heart last week. I didn't even do the second one yet. But anyway. Um, okay. So any any other standout announcements or information from the Xbox conference before we wrap things up? Uh, I, think- I thought. Oh, I'm sorry, Blue. No, no, no. You're totally fine. I am really like. I've known Blue for oh lord, it's been like Don't eleven play. eleven years, <laughs> yeah. like eleven years. Yeah. So he knows I'm really into like puzzle games. I really like puzzle games. So when I saw that cocoon game, I thought that oh, yes, 
That's from X. Uh, yes, I, lim, like play dead devs. Like they left yeah, that. Yeah, and apparently, game and they yeah, apparently they had a they had a falling out. Apparently, when I, I yeah. kind of fell into I, I fell into a rabbit hole when I when I started reading stuff. But um, that looks really really good. So th- there really isn't a lot of info on it, but I'm excited to see where that where that's at. Um, even though I play on Xbox and PlayStation, I think it's really cool that Persona's coming to Xbox, Persona 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, um, yeah finally. I really, yeah, that. I think that's really, really, really cool. Um, Is it so a fighting I'll, movie coming with that, too? Goes that, uh, that's coming as well? Persona I don't, think, I don't think they should. Okay. It's just 3, 4, like, and 5. I know, like, the fighting game one, right? right? Yeah, like, I don't think that was shown. Okay. And then or I, the, uh, the Switch Muso one for... Persona 5 Strikers. They didn't say anything about that either. Okay. And then, um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, I have a lot of friends that just play primarily on Xbox, so I get the, I hope they get to experience Persona. Um, I really like the game. Blue is actually one who got me into Persona back in Hawaii. So, <laughs> it's so, so um, I never, like, I never got to finish it myself. It was just stressful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even I even have Persona dancing all night on my PS Vita. So yeah. like I really I really like Persona. And then the one announcement that I it was ext- there was no information. It was literally just someone. I am a Kojima stan like yeah. no other. I am a huge Kojima fan. Um I love Metal Gear Solid. I've been playing it for years. Um, so I was excited that he literally just said, Hey, I'm going to make something for Xbox, but that's literally all, yeah, <laughs> that's literally all like he that, said. That seemed like his hand was for us. Cause they were like, I, I think got leaked a couple months ago that there was some sort of deal between yeah. Xbox it was, and it was called Kojima. Overdose or something like that, supposedly. Yeah. And that also because, leaked. Yeah. Like, Oh, the title of the game is called Overdose. Cause it's if anyone, a horror thing, if anyone knows like Kojima as a game developer or just, he, He's a very particular person on who he mm-hmm. works with and what he puts out. So um, I'm really excited. The fact that he was like, yeah, we're making a game. Like you get, like you said, it's like his hand was kind of forced. Like, fine, I'll say something. But um, <laughs> I'm really excited to see um, what he comes up with with Xbox. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I... Cocoon is something that I'm really looking forward to. But the Kojima announcement, I was like, okay. Like, I'm ready to see what it actually... Regardless of the leaks and everything that like the rumors or word around the scuttlebutt um mm-hmm. i'm really <laughs> excited <laughs> navy term sorry so um i'm really excited to see what it is that he's um gonna um produce and put out it's so funny i did want to comment on the kojima thing i think him coming out and basically shaking xbox's hand after being with playstation for so long it's kind of like and, and just hear me out, right? He's kind of like that dude that's like, I was never dating her. You know, like, we was always just hanging <laughs> out. I was like, we was never actually a thing. You know? Um, yeah. I like everybody. And I like money. I mean, that's we talk. I mean, we talk. Like, we talk. You know, like, we've been talking for years, <laughs> but that's not my girl. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, Sony courted him after he split ways with Konami. Like, and Sony is known to do that. Like, hey, we want to exclusive up whatever it is you got. Like, that's what Sony does. So, of course, he took that money. Now that that deal, you know, has finished, he's like, hey, let me do some other stuff because Xbox got money too. And clearly, they've thrown it his way. You so. know, he was, he was, he was being a hot boy, hot boy Kojima, you know? He was just, you know, <laughs> testing the, <laughs> exactly. the waters, you know? I thought it was a cool announcement. I also wasn't like super hyped about it just because I wasn't a fan of Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. I don't, Death Stranded was not so, for me, for sure. Like, I, I might be more hyped when I see what it is and what it's going to entail, but, like, he's definitely a visionary and definitely has, you know, ideas that he likes to do. Um, my 
thing is once I see it and I can see what it's going to become, then I might be more excited about it. Because obviously mm-hmm. everybody's expecting like, oh, another Metal Gear Solid, something in the vein of that. No, that's, he's going to want to do something different. He was stuck in doing Metal Gear Solid for years. Now he kind of wants to let his creative fruits run around. So like, that's cool. But like, I, like I said, Death Stranding <laughs> just wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, like I... Yeah, I think Death Stranded was kind of a, a miss, but the, you know there are stands and fans who like you know really like that game a whole lot. Um, the the rumors that this is going to be some sort of horror thing also put me off. Like I'm not a horror game fan at all, so like if if that's what this ends up being, unless it has like a very unique gameplay hook, I probably won't be into that either. But for the people who are, you know, good on them. Like I, I think it's cool that he's. I don't think it's cool that he's making exclusives, like either on Sony side or Xbox yeah. side. Like I feel like his studio should just make games for like the masses. But at the very least, it's not stuck on just the PlayStation platform. He's doing it again for Xbox people now. But it'd be better if everything just went everywhere. Yeah. But uh, uh, what I'm guessing is this, at the very least, will be on Xbox and PC. Like Death Stranding already went to PC, so like at the very least, there's a second platform that folks can experience this, uh, this stuff on. And it's really uh, but yeah, I also don't think we'll see this anytime soon. <laughs> like it'll even, be a long time before we actually see anything about this game. Because even with like Metal Gear Solid, when he first started um, back in the eighties, like he was given, he was tasked with taking Metal Gear Solid from a senior like developer. So like the game was given to him necessarily like I guess because he wanted it, but like this is what you're gonna do, and it just evolved into right. something such a huge. Um, like such a huge series and the fan base is like insane. So I am just really excited to see what it is. I'm not much of a horror, you know, I really, I guess middle resident evil is, I guess, horror, a horror game, but I'm not really too big on horror games myself, Sigma. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see how he approaches it. Um, and how the game is going to play, because if it's obviously, if it's a horror game and I'm not like it, regardless that it's Kojima, I probably won't really uh get into it but anywho <laughs> yeah we'll see <laughs> but um yeah I, I guess that does it for our recap of the xbox bethesda showcase um that was really fun thanks you guys for joining me once again for another podcast blue why don't you let folks know where they can catch you for the rest of this week Ooh, yo honestly just catch me on twitter or something y'all. i've been kind of off the grid uh <laughs> go to twitter put in that search bar B L U B zero nes and you'll find your boy that's all sweet superman jeff where can folks find you what are you doing this week hey you can find me at superman jeff 12 across social media on youtube on twitch um tomorrow and yep, tomorrow we'll be back with uh some destiny 2 uh finishing up on some trials of osiris before the reset so come through and check that out about 7 p.m eastern tomorrow on the open party channel so definitely come nice yokina cat what are you doing uh the rest of this week that folks can check and watch uh your content they can catch me on twitter as well um like boo i've kind of been um incognito um and then they can also catch me on instagram so um and i posted in the op- i'm always in the open party discord so everyone go join it because that's yeah where I'm join at. if you're not in an open party discord jump time. in there Get in there. Um, I am a hundred, like, you know, when I am on any type of social media, it's definitely in the open party discord. So you can find me there. Um, and then I put in the discord. I finally finished. I don't know if y'all saw, but my gaming, my stream setup, it's finally done. So oh, I'm no, really, we saw really, it. it looks dope. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I'm 
really, really excited. Um, so I am going to post this week, and I actually just got a new job offer, so I'm really excited. So it's kind Yay. of like everything. Congrats. Is, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so it's now that I have time to plan, I kind of have like an EOD date um, where I'm going to start. So I have a time to plan like my streaming schedule. So I'll definitely um, post that to my Twitch and then post it in the Discord so everyone can can um, can tune in. But that's where you can find me, Instagram and um, Twitter. My handle is the same on all social media. Discord, IG, um, Steam. It's just Yokina Cat. Corner right there. Okay. Nice. Uh, you guys can find me, as always, at Gears 9 uh, on Twitch, as well as Twitter. On Twitter, I'll usually uh, send out a link showing you uh, where I'm going to be at next, uh, streaming usually all week over on The Escapist. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I have a new three-minute review for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shred of Revenge that just dropped, so check that out. Uh, also, some preview stuff on The Escapist website. Um, we just did a stream, I forgot to mention at all, of uh, a bunch of the Steam Next Fest games. Like We tried out a bunch of 2D action platformers. Uh, all the games were great. But the last couple, especially the very last game, uh, Nine Souls, I cannot wait for that thing to be a full game. Like that thing, it's matching. It's basically doing for Sekiro what Hollow Knight was doing for Dark Souls, and like that is a big compliment. Like in terms of both story and gameplay mechanics, like I cannot wait for more of that game. Uh, so you know, check those streams out if you wanna. If you're curious about that. Um, there will not be Super Smash Sunday today because, like we said, there's like four different holidays <laughs> going on at the moment. Um, uh, and I'm going to be out doing stuff uh, with the fam. So definitely check us next week over on the Open Party channel for more Super Smash Sunday. Um, and outside of that, uh, just thanks, everybody in the chat, for coming through. Really appreciate it. Really love it. That's going to do it for episode 69. Birthday, it was Jeff. nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> happy birthday, Jeff. Happy birthday. Uh, happy Juneteenth, everyone. Father's Day. Um, and happy Father's Day to all the daddies. 69. Peace. <laughs> Go 69, <laughs> you daddies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>